0: How's my agency business doing?
1: <laughs> well, we're going to get into that
0: in a few seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to beautiful Phuket, Thailand. Shout out to James Hyde. We got a special guest in the house tonight. Oh, the shit. one and only high-ticket drop shipping king of Southeast Asia, especially Bali and Thailand. (laughs) Joining you tonight, the top one and two digital nomad, ginger kings of Southeast Asia. We're gonna get into it all. We're gonna get into digital nomad life in Southeast Asia. We're gonna get into starting in Chiang Mai eight years ago. Wow, it's been a long time. (laughs) Now, Trevor's crushing it. <laughs> Still crushing it with high ticket drop shipping. <laughs> Living that life out here.
1: <laughs>
0: Spending his holiday locked in. What's to in the top 10? <laughs> the one and only Trevor Federer, ladies and gentlemen!
2: Yo, <laughs> 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 that was sick, dude. Dude, I had that idea. That intro was amazing. I had that idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> fucking an epic. <laughs> oh, shit. Test, test,
0: test. This <laughs> is the coolest okay. podcast intro ever. <laughs> I was moving this DJ thing, <laughs> and I was like, dude, why not just like open it? play it <laughs> and like I'm introducing him for like a concert. I mean, this is
2: funny because I've never heard anything like that on a podcast. Before. Dude, neither have I impromptu. I mean, you know. exactly.
0: That's how dude, we do you're it. You're
2: skilled, man. That, dude, what were you doing with that scratching too? That was sick. That was
0: I got to learn little. to scratch. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers,
2: bro.
0: A little bit of good uh, to see you again. a little bit of juice to loo-
2: loosen up the joints. Now that the uh, pandemic is over, we can see each other again. Hang out relax.
0: Yeah. Pandemic is over. Let's oh. turn this thing off. Let's make sure audio is all good. So have it, as Rogan says, about a fist away from your face. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't so a little bit closer. I can monitor the audio here. Get all my weird breath. Bam stuff. is not here. So oh. it's, uh, I'm setting up all myself. It's not, it's not rocket <laughs> science. We're not, uh, we're not sending rockets to Mars here. It's just a podcast setup. But um, It is a lot of little things, though. Yeah, it's a lot of little things, making sure the, you Connections know, the stuff. focus is probably not perfect, yeah. you know, right. um, the audio levels are probably not perfect, there's probably some echo going on, and so, um, yeah, so, cool. what we got today, boys, is, um, so, yeah, we met OG Chiang Mai. Uh, Early days, 2015 days. Uh, Did you go to Nomad Summit, like, Mm. or I mean, uh, Dropship Lifestyle?
2: Mm -mm. No, never went to their conference. No. Okay. uh, Yeah. No, I actually I joined that in 2016, so it was a little bit after you guys went to Chiang Mai. I think 2014, right? Yeah, we went to the first uh, Dropship Lifestyle retreat in 2014. I was doing high ticket dropshipping back then, but. Make sure to keep close to the mic, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing it, but I wasn't a part of that group yet, so. Oh, interesting. Wasn't, didn't even get introduced till 2016.
0: OK, uh, and so for those who don't know, OK, okay. high ticket drop shipping mm. is the business model that uh, we found, uh, that Parker and I found first via Johnny FDU's YouTube channel. Shout mm-hmm. out, Johnny. Oh, yeah. He was the first like digital nomad channel we ever found. Um, he was doing Anton's course. He promoted Anton's course. Parker and I bought it. I remember it was for 500 bucks. Or no, it was it was for 500 bucks or two payments of
2: 300 on ClickBank, right? Probably, <laughs> no, no. And, I remember this. He, the first uh, thing wasn't dropship lifestyle. It was something else, right? It was like millionaires, something or that Johnny was promoting. No, no, yeah. No, Anton's original course. It wasn't called dropship lifestyle. It was called something else. Like when he very first launched it in Chiang Mai, like 2014 or something, or 2013 or something. oh I no, was like I only
0: remember dropship lifestyle.
2: I forget where I saw this. It was like a YouTube video buried okay. somewhere, but yeah, it just um, it's funny. Yeah,
0: and so we got that course. Um, it was 500 bucks. It's now 3,000 or 5,000.
2: It's a really good course. but um, right? I learned a lot. Yeah, it
0: is. It, it won like Shopify's best
2: Anton's course. Anton's a really good coach, he's very smart. And he knows yeah. like what to focus on, what not to focus on. Yeah. I had him on the pod. He's improved uh, it a lot too, over time. You know, he's like, he didn't just like make it and then leave it. Like it's actually yeah. gotten improved. So no, like yeah. I, it's, it's beyond a
0: course now it's a whole online education. It's uh, like a company. community too. Yeah. It's a lot of people and community. We'll like know. he has a big office in Austin and it's mm. like, jobs shift life. You walk in and it's like, it's like a Pretty startup. Crazy, and he's all about, you know, Shopify teaching. Scaled a and lot. so Parker and I were so broke that, um, we had to do the two payments of 300 bucks. And so I remember, mean, and we had to split it. Uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's the days when I was sleeping on the couch, and all we wanted to do was go back to Thailand, park it a semester abroad there. So that's that was our dream. Uh, and then, uh, so you've been doing high ticket drop shipping uh, ever since, and uh, you're still doing it. So yeah, what are the yeah. what are the updates? How is it going? Still making money? Is it tougher? Is it just oh, like yeah. do you love it? Or yeah,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, man, high ticket still works, and um, yeah, well you know, there's always going to be more competition. I think one of the biggest changes has been, you know, with the marketing platforms, the ad platforms and costs are going up with the ads, of course. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the keys with high ticket is just choosing the right niche, you know, because if you choose a really highly competitive niche, it's going to cost more for ads, it's going to take more for optimization, you know, all that good stuff. So if you, what I do a lot is I try to research as much as possible to find the best niche, which is usually like something that has lower, lower competition, still a lot of suppliers, still good margins, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, they're still out there, man. You're still finding them. You know, what's funny though, is that like, it's not even just about the niche, it's about the suppliers within the niche and Mm. getting those suppliers, the really good suppliers, the brands that have like the best margins, you know, the best selling products, the top suppliers in that niche, which usually are the hardest ones to get. Mm. So yeah. It still works, but it's not easy, man. You got to work a lot just like anything so else. For, just because I want to give people
0: perspective because um, of how much you can make with high ticket drop shipping. So how many stores do you own? Obviously you don't need to put out exact numbers or skip it if you want. Mm-hmm. How many stores do you own? Uh, and then like what what's the business model? Do you like launch a store every six months and... Our VA is completely running it. So like you find the niche and then do you have like a like a system that you do? Do you own like dozens of stores and like how much does each one make or like and how much can you you know, you make? um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know in in monthly cash flow.
2: Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it just depends like Like you're trying to allude to is that the scaling process can Mm -hmm. be infinite but at some level you have to realize like as as Scalable as these businesses are, it's probably not a good idea to scale past a certain amount unless you're actually ready for it because mm-hmm. there's a lot more involved once you scale past like hundred thousand, 200,000 sales in a month, you for have to start. hire a bigger team. Yeah. There's more customer service. There's more complaints, there's so many orders, going. so through. many orders to process and more refunds, you know, more chargebacks, but you almost like at a certain point you have to hire a bigger team. You have to hire multiple teams and kind of like train people to be managers of those teams, like any business. And then you have to hire like a CFO because the, Finances just gets so complicated. You can't just oh, handle it yourself yeah. anymore. And especially with dropshipping, you usually use credit cards to place the orders. You can imagine uh-huh. if you're getting like 10, 20, 30 orders a day mm-hmm. or more, you know, how many transactions are going through the card. There's a transaction for every single $30, order. $30,000 a day. Sometimes plus. there's multiple transactions because one order is composed of like multiple suppliers or something like uh-huh. that, you know. So it can get really complicated mm-hmm. the bigger it gets. So it's not all like Dreamy and stuff, you know, think in your head. I can scale this unlimited blah 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 But once it gets past that level it kind of gets a little bit crazy. Yeah (laughs) And so,
0: okay, cool, and I guess kind of my next question is If you were to start over right now in the game the digital marketing game and maybe This could be to you talking to a younger uh, Trevor Fenner in another universe What would you do to live this nomad lifestyle
2: totally. and make, make great money. If I could talk to myself, not you know, maybe like, let's just say 10 years ago, because that's sort of when I was getting started with this stuff it was like t- 2010, 11, 12. If I could tell myself one thing, it's like start hiring people for the stuff that maybe you're good at, but you don't want to do, or maybe you're just not good at, so you're not mm. going to do it, but it's really important to grow your business, you know? Mm. One of the biggest mistakes I did was trying to do everything myself back in the day, you know, for the stores. Yeah. Like upload products, Yeah. call suppliers, process orders, talk to customers, take phone calls from customers. It was a huge mess, you know? Yeah. And it was a lot of work. It was like all day long and I wasn't making that much money, but you know, I mean, it was all right. Um, but if you hire people for product uploading, you hire people for customer service and supplier recruiting, you hire people for optimization and like just general, like, graphic, maybe graphic designs that are a really good one, having yeah. professional graphics made and stuff for sure. There's a lot of little things you can hire for, but you know, start with one thing. Like I had, a, I have a friend that did a, a store under my coaching program and stuff and I helped him build it. And the first thing he hired out was product uploading. Cause yeah. that was like one of the, yeah, the copy you know. and paste stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, cause you just copy and paste in the beginning, but it's like yeah. so redundant and then, you know, like, you're gonna sit around all day doing that. Like, just hire a Filipino for three bucks an hour. They'll do it eight hours a day you know, 40 hours a week, and they'll upload a ton of products that you probably would not never have uploaded yourself if it, you were just doing it yourself. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's scary, and it's, like, kind of weird when you first go to do it. The most important thing with outsourcing is that you have good training materials for them and good mm. processes and stuff. So you mm-hmm. just have to make a video showing yourself how to do it, like how you do it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll basically repeat that. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. like you're building a computer program, but using a human to run it. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah, of yeah, fear, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, human, human programs are <laughs> AKA so, VAs. not every VA, but dude, I, I joke with people all the time. I even say it to their face. Don't be a robot. Don't be a robot today, Nelson. Don't be a robot, Jack. Don't be a robot, Angelica. I'll say that because, like, <laughs> you said something that makes no sense at all, or did something that makes no sense at all. But, but, but you know, it's um, I'm not like being mad. That's how some people work. They're just like going about their day, and that's what they do. They follow SOPs and they don't think, mm. you know, to the next deeper level about mm. it. If it makes sense, they're just they're just copying pasters. It's a big problem. Yeah. But, um, so what are what are some of the tricks to This applies to really building any digital business, you know, in terms of hiring. So you said Mm. obviously find a good niche Mm, and that goes with any business, whether it's FBA, private label, whatever. Yeah, it's all about the product and the supply and demand. Mm. That's huge. Any business starts, why? Because of a good idea, a good product. Of course, that's uh, not too competitive, of course, and you have a reason for customers to choose you over the other millions of options that are out there and so good niche good hiring um systems so looking back building your let's just call it e-commerce business you know whatever doesn't matter what the flavor is um per se um would you say From the get-go you would have maybe just done the first store yourself so you know all the processes Mm. record everything on loom do one store and then all right for the second store this is going to be i have a system now to do more of these stores to duplicate them easy
2: yeah that's a great idea actually yeah Yeah, that's a really good way to do it because if you get too carried away with hiring um obviously people aren't going to get trained properly probably and you know things might not get done right i mean I did a lot of experimenting in the beginning with hiring, like I would use Fiverr sometimes and I would, you know, you have to find good people. For sure. You're never going to get the perfect person. I mean, sometimes you do. Sometimes you get really lucky and you find perfect people. You find rock stars in there. You (laughs) keep them for five years. Yeah, yeah. totally, man. And those kind of people are amazing. And that's just uh, it's why I love hiring people, because some people sometimes you find people that can literally take over all the headaches in your life for you, you know, and like it just frees you Mm -hmm. up to do what you actually want to do in life. Um, and they work for you know such a small amount of money compared to what you would have to pay in the Western world usually for somebody uh, you know similar caliber. It's crazy. Um, but nobody's ever perfect. and you're always dealing with humans. People make mistakes, you know, so you yeah. just have to be like a people person, just get used to that and be okay with mistakes happening. And you can kind of like take responsibility for it in a sense. like mm-hmm. if this mistake happened, don't just think, oh, you did something wrong. think, okay how did I not train you correctly? Did Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like I always go back to that with my VAs. If they do something wrong, it's not necessarily that they did something wrong. It's probably that I didn't train them. Right. So like I go back and I say, okay, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? You kind of check every point along the way. It's like troubleshooting anything, you know? And then you find the problem, the source of the problem. Boom. That's why like my, one of my last VAs gave him a video said, do this task. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he goes and does the task completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, okay, what went wrong here? You know? And I ask him, did you watch the video? Yes, I watched the video. Did you take notes on the video? No, I didn't know I was supposed to take notes on the video. Mm. Well, that's probably why you're doing it wrong is because you didn't take notes on the video. Because if you don't take notes on the video, how do you actually process that information 100%? You don't, right? You just kind of like, you skim through it, probably you're just sort of watching it. You don't really process it. So that's why I have my VAs. Every time I make a video, I have them take notes, which basically becomes the process for like the checklist, the step-by-step checklist for that task. And I use that for other VAs in the future. And and then they do it right, perfectly right, 100%. So that's like the best way to do it. Um, You know, and and having a a team means you gotta have a communication platform. You gotta have a way to track their time and and hours and and what they're doing throughout the day. Um, There's all these different tools you can use. I mean, I obviously use spreadsheets, but um, there's Slack or Facebook workplace and there's all these other communication platforms you can use. Um, And then you need like a hub staff or something like that Um, And then the more your team grows, you know, you got to create groups of people that talk to each other communicate things and uh, Trello is a really good tool for project management You know, my team uses that and they love that because it just it gives them reminders and it has all the checklists and stuff And everything's there for them.
0: Okay, so you do Trello with spreadsheets for?
2: Yeah, the the sheets just kind of help organize. Yeah, it's um, hard to not use spreadsheets. I don't know. For some reason, I I don't like Trello as much. I like spreadsheets more, and and then the VAs like Trello more. So I kind of let them use that to because it gives even reminders. I think that's why. The reminders, yeah. You know, for that's the thing
0: that sheets needs to build in. They really do. Yeah, they They, don't do a good job. But they will. They will.
2: It's like kind of there, but not really. You know. And you can do comments. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, eh, well, it's not, it's not enough. You know, you you need, you need like due dates and, and alarms. Yeah, which is why
0: things like Airtable and Smartsheets are coming along and, uh, Mm. you know, Notion, which I'm on right now. Notion, you talk a lot about that. Oh, it's spreadsheets with, mixed with uh, Trello. Um, mixed with Google Sheets. Oh, cool. I gotta check it it's out. it's crazy. I gotta do a huge video on this. Um, <laughs> not even sponsored by them. But um, Yeah, they have an affiliate program, maybe they're starting they're starting to. <laughs> yeah, but I got go. it I got on Notion <laughs> three years ago in the early relatively oh, wow. early days, yeah. and someone yeah. in a co working space in Chengdu said, Dude, just fucking do use this. It's the best thing ever. And so back to uh, hiring huh. I was looking up this notes on this free agency course on YouTube uh, by this guy named Tim Con- Tim Conley. I don't know um danny showed me this um this guy found him Been going through dozens of his videos taking notes and had a great one on training so first you demonstrate how to do it Mm. okay and then you do it um so you demonstrate it via video and then you do it with them side by side Mm. they are doing it Mm -hmm. okay and you're giving them notes and then they do it by all by themselves without you by the side watching it live and then they send you the results, and then you pick if it's wrong, and then to finally prove they learned it, they teach someone else. They make their own training video, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, exp- now you make your training video, record it, send it to me. You're not just doing it, but you're explaining, you're mm. teaching. Let's say your team member how to do That's it. this really smart. So the best way to learn. To prove that you know something is if they can teach it to someone else. True. True that. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, so training. Um. What else we got here? We got um ba. ba, 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 ba. Man, so we could get into miles, points, shout oh, out, share, yeah. mile method. About that too. We should talk credit cards, man. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good one. One of the perks of high ticket dropshipping totally. is so. Customers pay you the the 3k for the big for the sauna, or, for the sauna yeah. or couch or, gosh, or yeah. cooler or DJ, or oven DJ thing speaker whatever whiteboard table, table yeah
2: iPod. yeah I- so. if you're wondering what niches to do for high ticket just look around your house like you'll find a bunch <laughs> and and is the money home office is the big money in B2B <laughs> oh, I don't know there's big money everywhere I'll mm-hmm. tell you what though they're completely different you know types of customers. Consumers versus businesses
1: mm-hmm. So uh,
2: you're either gonna be good at one or the other but um, if you have any background in B2B definitely go for a B2B niche because you'll get really big customers customers that reorder from you all the time, you know yeah. and uh, that's, Yeah,
0: that's what if I were to go back in that high ticket I would do B2B. That's yeah. just what I've heard just from from guys. like yeah, so with
2: with stores that blow up you Jacob, just think, like, What are businesses buying, you know, and yeah, the office equipment stuff is really good for businesses and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of industrial niches too, like, like security equipment, things like that, you know, Mm. safes and all that, like businesses buy those all the time, Uh especially all the the cannabis shops in the U.S. because they have to take cash. So they're Mm. buying safes like crazy. They're buying like electronic locks and Mm. magnet locks and all this stuff, you know, so security is pretty good. I mean, highly competitive. Mm -hmm. It's it's another example of like high demand, good supply, extremely high competition, Mm. you know, and there's a lot of those, unfortunately.
0: And so, if there is high competition, is there any trick?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you just you just try to be better than your competitor, and that's not easily done. You have to have a team to do it. Like the the biggest thing people come down to is, is the price of the product. Yeah. If they can find it cheaper on a competitor's website, they'll usually exactly if it it's them,
0: the know? same make and model. Why do they give a shit? So,
2: like? so the thing that usually saves us is the map pricing, but not all suppliers have map pricing and sometimes competitors break it. And so I have a VA that one of her tasks is just to check competitors all the time on those products, especially the best sellers, you know, and make sure that they're following map and then report them to the suppliers if they're not. And so that usually tries to keep the playing level. Hmm. <clears throat> Uh, playing field a, level. A
0: VA Checking the map pricing, reporting people.
2: Yeah, so that's one of the tricks to, to fighting competition. The other one is just to provide more than what they provide. So if like they have um, lower prices, let's say, You can offer free gifts something like enticing or whatever you know different types of free gifts there's physical there's digital whatever you want to come Uh up with but like something for free one of the things they used to do is if the product has like customizations already built into it you can kind of take those apart and just list it as if you're offering it for free it's a kind of a marketing trick you know Mm -hmm. um yeah what's a good example like a like a home office setup maybe if that desk like already comes with a certain functionality uh, like a standing desk already comes with the functionality to like raise and lower you'll say it comes with like a free uh, Raising and lowering digital keypad. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like of course it already comes with that But it right it's you know what I mean? That, it's, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of these like little tricks people like free, oh free this what? Free that. Yeah, they just like seeing free stuff, you know
0: got it. And then what, what has been um, so. this is a huge one What's been the main source of traffic? Is it still Google shopping ads? Is it what is it
2: pretty much? Yeah, because for high ticket Usually you're looking for people that are in the market to buy it. And that means search intent. So you can't really interrupt people with Facebook ads for high ticket products and close a sale as well. Um, usually that works for low ticket stuff, um, impulse buy stuff under hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, for like a thousand dollars and up, you got to go with Google. And so, and Bing, you know, or Microsoft, whatever. But so it's Google ads, shopping ads specifically, but also search ads. Like right now in my ad accounts, they're pretty simple actually. Three shopping ad campaigns, one for generic search terms, one for brand search terms, one for product and SKU search terms. And then we bid higher for the, like, the longer tail search queries and stuff like that. Um, and then there's the dynamic search ads, which are really simple to set up. And then, you know, it just grabs every website, web page from your website that's already ranking in Google. And then it basically automatically runs a search text ad for it to match the query of that person. It's like the simplest, easiest way to set up search text ads. Instead of doing them one at a time, targeting specific keywords, you can just get it all out there with a with a uh, dynamic search text ads campaign. Mm. And then the dynamic remarketing uh, display ads. Uh, dynamic
0: remarketing Google display ads. Yeah, like around eBay, internet, it'll show or something, the weather.com,
2: yeah. like, they'll show like, little pictures and, of your products uh-huh. and people click through there. I that's usually true. try not to run them on um, mobile games and stuff like that.
0: What um, about... Um, yeah. Retargeting Facebook ads to close retargeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the Google ads has been the bread. That's the bread and butter
2: Yeah, for for like cold leads and warm leads. Yeah Um, Also, another trick to making Google ads work really good is actually using their built-in audiences So Google can track who's already been to your website And Mm -hmm. so what happens if people go to your website and they go back to Google to search again and they find more competitors You know is that you can actually set it to bid higher on somebody that's already been on your website or has already added to cart, or has already placed an order from you. Because if they already placed an order from you, they know and like you and trust you. and, Mm. um, (laughs) And so... Uh, it's more likely if they search again for that product or a similar product or whatever that they're going to click your ad. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I set higher bid adjustments on those audiences that have already been introduced to me. So warmer leads, you know? Got it. Yeah. So that seems to work really well. Um, it's not possible for all niches cause Google ads has some categories. They don't allow that kind of stuff for like the medical category. They don't allow you to like remarket to the people based on health products. Mm. <laughs> One of the sites I was set up was selling medical equipment, like expensive medical Equipment for like mm-hmm. hospitals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's one of the problems I had was that they don't allow that those types of products to. <laughs> it's so annoying, man, because yeah. it totally kills the the ROI of the ads, you know. Yeah, and you can't even use your audiences. But
0: it uh, is what it is. It's nice. Cool. Uh, so I want to ask about your uh, your e-commerce paradise course. Is it a course? Is it a system? Blah blah blah. Update. Uh, I'm gonna close that door so we don't get any mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So two minute little break, little break,
2: real sunset. quick. Yeah, let's do that.
0: That's why okay so back after two minute break we snack back. um so e-commerce paradise that is your oh yeah um your course i mean you're crushing it at one time i remember we we're hanging out in bali yeah uh, we did a podcast in bali if you guys want to watch that next uh we've done a, a few totally, podcasts man. before i
2: remember that that was a cool day yeah like on the on the beach chengu met yeah. up by that big statue the cafe and everything did like a live stream or something oh yeah youtube live stream, right. <laughs> that yeah, was back when lot. the wi-fi in bali still kind of sucked <laughs> you know what i mean like, oh really <laughs> yeah it's a lot better now but oh like, okay that was, what, i don't even 2018 ni- no, 2019
0: yeah, yeah. right it was uh, 18 and 19 i was there 18. yeah yeah um uh, yeah. or 18 and 20 yeah six Well, you months. were there in, t-
2: in the early pandemic too
0: i did yeah 18 and 20 i did six months since there so how's e-commerce paradise? How's your course? I know you were doing like a done for
2: you. We'll build the store for you type thing, which yeah. I like that business model and yeah, you what's know, sure. the update. Yeah, bringing it back, man. Um, I had to shut it down in early 2021 um, for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad cause a lot of the students like ended up getting kind of upset. So mm-hmm. basically what I'm going to do is all the people that had access are going to get access to the course when I create the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What it, to explain that a little bit, what ended up happening is I had all these people copying my websites. And he like, you know, if I'm going to teach people how to do this stuff, I'm going to do the best I can with teaching. And I kind of have to use my own sites as examples sometimes, you know, so. Oh, so like the free ones that you show, people would just like copying the niche yeah no i wasn't showing like demo sites i was showing my own websites like my uh, real stuff which okay. is kind of a big mistake to make in the teaching world because then you end up getting copied because people just have no morals you know and
0: people can comp- compete with you yeah
2: it, i mean it's like i don't have any problem with um, you if you set up a competing website and you do all your own graphics and stuff but if you're straight copying my graphics oh, you know like and like that. copying my content it's just like yeah. it's really bad so um, that happened like over and over and over again um, in early 2021, like three or four times. Uh, and it got I got so burnt out. My, my main business was growing so much. I just decided to kind of shut it all down and mm-hmm. come back to it maybe in a year or two. But that's got the plan. It. Okay. I mean, it, it, this stuff still works, you know, and there's no reason why um, I shouldn't do teaching. I know so much about it. So I'm definitely going to get back into it. So yeah, probably like Q1, Q2 at the latest 2023, I'll have that running again with a full-on course high ticket drop shipping and then the service done for you service um also like an seo service Mm. um getting your uh, product pages ranked getting your Mm. collection pages ranked blog posts ranked in google first page for the keywords you know that kind of thing i got really good at that i have a team doing seo for me now so Mm. makes sense to offer that and then awesome i'll have an ad management side to it too and um yeah you know and one of the things i'm considering starting as well is a uh, call center You know, once you get used to hiring a lot of Filipinos and they can answer phones for almost any business, you know, especially similar ones and a call center business just kind of makes sense to do. So, yeah.
1: Nice.
0: We got the masseuse coming through. (laughs) They can see it on that wide angle camera. Hopefully the iPhone 13 (laughs) is still running. That's right. Um, Pro tip Thailand, there's this app. It's called Relax, R-L-A-X, and uh, about a thousand baht for 90 minutes. That's 30 bucks per 90 minutes, guys. And they come right to That's your house so within cool. four hours. Damn. I love it. It's a great app. Do um, they offer uh, happy endings? Um, <laughs> this app, I don't think happy ending. This, is a, a this is a very professional app. <laughs> just kidding, um, man. But, <laughs> it's um, Thailand, you know? No, just, no, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, or, 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 guys, you can go to... Um, just go to your any local massage place and if you, someone you like, you can ask them to for their phone number and they will come at any time. That's True. actually what I do. True. It's just a local shop and a shop that we like. And they have some good, some good, strong massad. massage. Massage. So we, uh, <laughs> we just text them on WhatsApp and they come and it's like a thousand baht for two hours. And so I got oh, two, no. two hour massages already this week, Monday and Tuesday. That's so good <laughs> when you're bro, sore and working out and stuff. It's so good. Yeah. And,
2: um, I saw you were doing the stretching too, right? You had someone like come and stretch you. Wh-
0: Yes. And so also at your local Muay Thai, you know, shop, Muay Thai gym, if there's a trainer that's good, you can say, train and train at my villa. You know, if you have a home gym set up, which not everyone does. But if you did, then yeah, man, they'll hop on their motorbike and they'll roll through. You just, you know, pay them a little extra. And um, yeah, so hashtag can't do that. Paradise, Ever. man. Hashtag can't do that, <laughs> that in, in the U.S. Exactly. Uh, well you can, your money but, just goes so much further. Well, yeah, I love just,
2: it. Yeah. You, just, you can get things that you just can't get in the Western yeah. world with, with like an affordable price.
0: 100% preaching to the choir here. Okay, so um, yeah, so this is awesome. We can go back into e-commerce paradise because like now my agency is, um it's a you know done for you Amazon agency, you manage your store, rank your products, uh, high in Amazon, um, but this next year, going to be building out um, a course that's basically teaching everything that we do for a medium ticket for um, you know uh, companies, clients, uh, people. Because you already had a course sellers. back in the day, but this is going to be was like, like a product research course. This oh, okay. is like if you're a brand or a seller, it's going to teach you how to rank high on Amazon, it's how like to optimize your page, like how to optimize Amazon of. ads. And so, hey, if we're if you can't afford us, or we're not, it's not a fit, or whatever, we can offer you our um, medium ticket course. teaches everything we do. Do it yourself course. <laughs> so, so Danny, uh, yeah. Danny Carlson, another uh, Changu Amazon agency guy, um, did his Amazon ads course and launched it for it's like a 1K course. Um, and so he actually just sold his Amazon company for for high six figures, high right. high multi six figures, not quite a million, he said but anyway i'm really curious about you know um this kind of uh you could call it, it's it's an agency you know and of course cuz right you have all things yeah. it's a you have the done for you you know and you have the or it's just training videos you you know watch and watch my videos and do it and then also the community so yeah. this tim gonley conley guy i was referring to he says you know he's he has you know 20 years of agency experience, um, he's like, that's the best business model right now Mm -hmm. is you have the core service done for you, Mm -hmm. then a medium ticket video course, Mm -hmm. and then tied into the video course, maybe uh, a a yearly or quarterly, a community, um, uh, or it's a, you know, pay for the course yearly and you get access to all these SLPs and updates and maybe, live webinars, maybe a, you know, meet up, you know, once a year. Um, so that mm-hmm. kind of medium ticket with the community. So companies keep with you, they get your updates and, you know, they can um, you ask questions of the community and then the low ticket, whether it's like a, an ebook, $7 mm-hmm. or like a mini course, $97, something like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So. That's the, t- that's the classic uh, expert secrets.com secrets. uh secrets setup. Yep. The, the value ladder. Yeah. Russell that's Brunson it. value ladder. That's it. Dude, I I read those books like cover to cover so many times, like three, four years ago, changed my life, man. They're
0: passing it down through other YouTubers to me. If you guys haven't
2: read those books, read them and you'll understand all the funnel stuff.
0: Yeah. Digital marketing one-on-one. Yeah.
2: The agency stuff really requires it because you have to have a funnel for the agency stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to have your lead gen. You got to have your lead generator, the the lead bait. They call it. Mm -hmm. You got to have your email list. You got to have your retargeting, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you can process the leads, have the calls. Close the sales, get them on a retainer, whatever you do, whatever mm-hmm. your business is recurring, or just one time mm-hmm. you know, like what I was doing was uh one time done for you up front, and then on the back end optional recurring services, mm. but maybe you know if your business makes more sense for the re- just straight up recurring mm. three thousand dollars for like a month or two or three or whatever mm. it is you know you just have to figure well, it also, out uh, like,
0: it's like we have multiple clients with us for yeah. a year, or two years. We have multiple that are two years plus. Oh, that's great. Uh, you yeah. know, it's, so it's, it's a long-term When it works really good, management.
2: you got a good system going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, but this guy also advocates for, you know, the, the one big chunk setups are also great too with the optional, he calls it labor. Mm. Uh, he, he, he calls the recurring stuff more commoditized. Yeah. Um, but it's because it's the money is made in the upfront strategy and setup, you know, makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, I think the guys coming in here next after me is the uh, doing high-ticket sales. Um, and, yeah. you know, so if you guys haven't started with uh, agency and the whole funnel thing yet, you can jump in and get your feet wet with some other company that already has it set up and just close sales for them, make good commissions, you know, because that's probably the most important part of all this is closing sales. <laughs> yeah. Everything else aside, like, that's the most important thing. If you can't close a sale, why even waste your time with everything else, you know? So get some sales skills, start there, and then once you get good at that, then you can do your own thing. I had some uh, sales experience in my previous job. That's why I was pretty good at it Mm. already was selling uh, locks and security hardware and stuff like that. Expensive like access control systems to businesses and things like that. You weren't doing door to door, were you? No, but yeah, it was in, it was inbound sales, but, um, you know, similar, similar thing, except that the leads were usually a little bit warmer door to door. I mean, I, I never got that crazy. That that's pretty sick, crazy. man. When you can get somebody past like breaking the ice with somebody, and then yeah. and then actually buy from you, that's a huge like barrier. <laughs> it's a breaking the ice. Yeah. Once you
0: like, it's it's one of the biggest skills in life. Right, is totally. icebreakers, yeah. aka communication, and breaking the ice is the first part to any conversation. Yeah, just um, having good personality skills with someone, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's just good good communication. skills. It's just good communication skills and and door to door, door to door throws you right, right in the wolves. (laughs) And, um, you know, well, any, any sales job, but door to door, I would say maybe especially, um, so if you're a young hustler, I used to three years ago, I'd say door to door, go do it this summer, do it. But now I say go do high ticket remote sales and you can do that from home, bro. And make more it's just like, I didn't even know about this three years
2: ago. Do it from Thailand. And and
0: Trevor Wright was even saying like, dude, that dude, Marcus, he is onto something. Like, (laughs) like it just makes so much sense. Like companies all need these, these sales teams. Shit. I might do it as a side hustle. (laughs) That's exactly what I said. I'm actually in talks with a guy to do sales. He has an, an Amazon, uh, thing, Amazon program. That's, it's a done for you, Amazon, um, reselling store Mm. for 30 K. And he does, I found him on Upwork. Mm. I, saw, I saw his job post on Upwork. He's like looking for salespeople, 3,000 commission. Um, I was like, huh, let's check this out. And he has a Amazon reselling store, 30K setup fee, 10% commission. I was like, dude, I'll take a few calls That's on great. that. 3,000 a month. An extra 3,000 a month. Hell yeah. You know, 3,000 a month would be, you know, we should wind off for a few calls. You know so much about, you know, yeah. it's and like, if like an over you, you, you can do 3,000. If you do multiple calls a week, you can do 3,000 a week. You know that's uh that's not bad that's amazing um so it hasn't started yet guys i I'll, I'll <laughs> we're still in I had another Keep talk with them in. last night <laughs> but uh potentially potentially cool, but you guys get the point companies high ticket courses they need sales staff and you can be anywhere in the world um taking zoom calls nowadays and that's what marcus he's coming
2: in here um I mean that's yeah. kind of what high ticket dropshipping shipping is. In a Mm. sense, it's like if you do it yourself with the sales calls, I mean, you're basically trying to sell a product that another company offers. It's not your product.
0: Oh, you mean customers will call
1: you?
2: Yeah, like if you take your own calls, uh, like, oh, you, so know, you, you could have a $10,000 product or twenty dollars to $30,000 product. You
0: have to close some calls on the phone?
2: If you want to, you can. You don't have because to. Because if, if it's like a $5,000, $10,000 Yeah, thing. exactly. If it's a, like a very it's high like, client, sure. Uh, and then I'll you get order. like a 15, 20, 30% commission on that product sale. So you'll keep whatever it happens to be, which is usually wow. a lot. You have to pay shipping or something. But at the end of the day, you're probably making pretty good money. I used to do that. I um, Back in the day, I had like a, a guy who bought a $10,000 product from me. I ended up making like $1,500 on it. You know, and, and the phone call was so short short actually <laughs> he had already read my website <laughs> he looked at the product yeah. he knew everything about it He's he just wanted to make sure you're real he just wanted to make sure i was real and i was a cool person and i'd help uh-huh. him out and it worked out and he, he bought in like i closed the phone five minutes later i'm sitting at starbucks all of a sudden ding i get the the sale notification stripe yeah. came through you know ten thousand dollars <laughs> i've never sold anything that much you know before and yeah it was like 1500 profit or something like that it was after shipping and everything yeah heck yeah so i mean it, it's very similar <clears throat> mm-hmm wow, I didn't, I didn't even.
0: So if you that. think
2: about it that way, you know, you,
0: yeah, there could be opportunity to, you high know, ticket for sales, whether you're high selling to get services, physi- high to get physical products, yeah. physical products, it's, it's both the yeah. same. Maybe Any, anything that's,
2: that, yeah, there are definitely are companies that hire inbound sales reps that re- work remotely that sell physical products that are very expensive.
0: Right. And it's really like anything online that is so, more than, you know, a few thousand.
2: So yeah, exactly. Like it, it, you just have to know the products, you know, in order yeah. to sell them usually. Um, It really depends but yeah if it like if you're in a niche already with your job so you know about those products and then there's either maybe the company you work for (laughs) has that position available or you want to quit and work for another company as an inbound sales rep I mean yeah there's Uh lots of possibilities out there
0: so get creative yeah and um, you know as time goes people are gonna get more and more comfortable buying things online for example you want to buy a tesla okay it's fifty thousand dollars you can just order online there's no phone call That's unless true. you That's want crazy. to but people get more comfortable with it this brings up a fun fact of the podcast guys the most expensive internet e-commerce order purchase in history was how much Do you think it was it was a million dollars what i was, was gonna say like 100 maybe 20 20 years ago uh, maybe 15 years ago in the early days by mark cuban when he ordered a, it was like a jet. Or private something. jet, it was a private right? jet. I think I remember. I saw one. an interview of him randomly on YouTube. Wait, but
2: seriously, I mean, that much money online? Yeah. Who the heck is selling private jets online? Uh, it was an interview and it That's was crazy. like
0: it was like 10 questions for Mark Cuban I don't or whatever, believe but, is. but he's a dot-com guy. And so he was- Imagine
2: the merchant fee on that
0: order. And, percent. Um, right, I, I think a friend sent it, sent it to him, like, hey, million, here's the jet, is... it's listed for sale. And he just like- A $30,000 merchant fee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> processing know, fee.
2: Yeah, processing fee for the right. credit card, dude. I <laughs> I'm
0: the
1: same hate to use a credit card.
2: <laughs> and so is Stripe down to one point five percent for you? Well, yeah, no. I use Shopify payments, which works with Stripe, and it's like two point something. You know, isn't it crazy yeah, how much money they obviously. take? Obviously, yeah, exactly. Well, when you're doing like let's just say a half a million a month, which
0: it's like when you look at your services, it's like, oh, which subscriptions am I paying for? Twelve
2: thousand, you know, and it's like the most expensive fees. service that you use is stripe yeah <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it's a there it's a they're the, they're the company
0: that's taking the most money from
2: your company yeah no i'd say google is the one taking the most money from my company. Oh, from ads <laughs> but that just happens to be because i run ads that's not for everybody but yes you're uh, right. stripe is like true but that can end up being a positive roi no that's true yeah absolutely but stripe takes money stripe takes money whether you like yeah. it's just like a just all like they a, do is they process fee, your it's there and like we're in the wrong business, man. We should be processing credit cards. Exactly. <laughs> let's like, start how much money does that really take? To
0: It takes it takes zero money. Let's be honest. It's all numbers. It's electricity. Damn. How,
2: you know, but anyway, that's mm. why crypto. Hashtag crypto. I might have to get into the startup world now. <laughs> about this credit um, card pa- processing. But, you know, PayPal, you know, Elon Musk. There's not enough competitors for credit card processing. I mean, there's a lot, but like. Not enough good ones, you know. Dude, you know
0: I heard Elon Musk just say hmm. in a in an interview that I just watched, he's like, um, he's like, yeah. Um, back then we had this whole mission for X dot com to become, you know, the ultimate payment platform, but we it never implemented, and I sold PayPal, and that's what I'm going to do with Twitter. <laughs> he's I'm going I'm to implement the original X dot com play- game plan. Oh, okay. So he he's think, the, he's up to I some big some big crypto I think integration has way shit.
2: more possibilities, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's so simple. Yet, if you can use the same app to do all the all sorts of other stuff, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah? Why not? it's like yeah, we're on Twitter. Makes life can... so much easier. We... we should definitely talk credit cards more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Such a fun topic. I love that topic.
0: It's so it's so sexy, right?
2: And it, yeah, exactly. It's so a... mysterious. People are like, oh, what? credit cards. I don't credit to... cards
0: is yeah. that yeah. illegal? It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So You're not supposed to have credit cards. how
2: many miles do you have? How
0: many millions <laughs> of miles do you have? Oh my Trevor, God. Trevor, <laughs> e-commerce paradise.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, all right. I don't know. I, right now I've got like three or four million miles, but I think I've accumulated like well over 10, 15 in the past couple of years. And it's all from business spend mostly and uh, credit card sign-up bonuses. <clears throat>
0: okay. But you're, so with your dropshipping business, you're, you're processing, you know, tens yeah, of thousands okay. per month. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why.
2: Yeah, like hundreds of thousands. Hundreds per month. of thousands a month. Yeah, so it, you know, okay. So there's the Stripe fees, but you also get almost the same amount back in either cash back or, or airline points. Ah, uh, sure. You know, so that's why I use credit cards for drop shipping. Kind of makes up for that. Right. Um, so you know, you're t- if you're Okay, so a, a drop shipper that starts off maybe 50000 a month is a pretty good goal to get to. So that means your credit card fees are going to be around 1500 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But with that same, let's just say your average margin is like 10%. So you make, you know, 45000 years a cost of goods sold or something like that, maybe a little bit less. Um, but you put that on a credit card, and some of these credit cards get like 2% cash back. So right there, that's 800 bucks extra 1000 bucks a month every 50000 in revenue. Um, if you do 100000 a month, which is not uncommon though, Mm-hmm. Um, and you get 2% cash back. That's $2,000 extra a month. But if oh. you get these airline points, yeah. Um, and you can get like cards with two X airline points, like the capital one spark miles card. Um, and they're transferable to the programs. Yeah. That's where it's really cool. Where it's the one-to-one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And so like for, for beginners, all right. So hundred thousand points, um, in general is worth about roughly a business class one way from us to Asia. Yep yeah sure
2: yeah it depends on the time of year and so and you're like,
0: you're getting one business class from u.s to asia every single month
2: yeah exactly and you like singapore airlines or where you know it just it changes on your routes like but yeah singapore has a really good program um i like canada air because they have so air many Canada's transfer yeah. par- program uh, transfer partners so yeah they work with like turkish airlines they work with um a and air i think a and a yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, <laughs> I have I actually a whole thing NNA. downloaded. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I have it all. I have it all dialed in uh, on my mile method um, spreadsheet about which, which like Amex is partnered with these airlines, so it's one to one. Chase is partnered with these, so it's one to one, yep. miles to miles, and that that's basically all you need to know.
2: The one with the most transfer partners is Amex, though. Yeah, Amex. So those points are probably more useful. It really just depends on, like, you. Like, where do you want to fly? So, so you're in, like, Bangkok, Phuket. You fly to Seattle. So that route is usually covered by, like, Singapore Airlines. or Yeah, or, Singapore Air, right? EVA
0: Air, Air yeah. Canada. Oh. Air Canada, starting um, in December 2022, actually, is doing a direct flight. Mm. Vancouver to Bangkok nonstop. Oh, wow. How many hours is that? Like fourteen or something? <laughs> um, even more, flight. I think maybe like 16, sixteen. Yeah. Which is arguable. I mean, <laughs> some people would argue, "Oh, I'd rather do the eight eight leg yeah, and the ten leg, so too. you get a break yeah. for an hour Honestly, to walk around." That, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's arguable because yeah, it can get weird. After I did the, the long trip after works. the twelve it, hours. It wasn't
2: as great as I thought. I went from uh, Bali all the way to New York uh, direct. It was sixteen hours or something like uh-huh. that. Or 18 i forget but it was just too much man yeah it's a little bit you know weird. gosh I, I i like you said i prefer the the 10 hour business 7 class, hour though. thing yeah business class
0: yeah of course business and by the way <laughs> if you ain't flown business class <laughs> come on bros all right this is just like talking <laughs> to my old self right here and like and you yeah. dude like if you're american what we're going to be talking about and after this watch the podcast with trevor right not to be conferred, confused with Trevor Fenner here. They're good friends. We're all three good friends. Trevor Wright is at mile method on Instagram. Mile He's method. the points guy. And he tells you exactly what credit cards to sign up every quarter. About two per quarter. And you collect the sign up bonus miles, which is around fifty to 100000 usually. That is every single quarter. Let's say you sign up for two of those. You get two business class one-way flights from US to Asia, or if business class LA to to New York, that's like, you're gonna get four every quarter. Mm -hmm. And so now I fly business class everywhere and it is a game changer because if you don't know, and not everyone realize this, you can lay flat and sleep in the bed. The thing goes down and it turns into a bed. And so it's now like a 12 hour flight, who cares? I'm gonna be sleeping for eight of it. And, and you know, free alcohol do a little and- <laughs> there's free alcohol, there's so many and like do a little, you know, you know, cannabis edible or whatever thing you need to do. Oh fuck that but even okay. even I've done without any edibles. <laughs> it's it's a nice bed. You can sleep just fine. Just figure out your earplug situation and your headphone situation if you get some good earplugs and then put you know, because you can't really sleep with the big headphones on, but figure it out or do whatever you need to do. Some people, they want to take a sleeping pill or like whatever, like my mom, she does edibles. Mm. Wheat edibles are, are great for the plane. You're out and then you wake up and you're like ten, eight, 10 hours later. And it's like, we are going to be descending. Was just, I just flew across the world. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> and it totally changes your mindset about like, flying home for the summer. Okay. I'm flying home for Christmas. Business class is a game changer. I gave my mom, uh, we paid for me and Parker's moms. Uh, we paid for our mom's round trip business class flight. She's like, oh, game changer. Yeah, it really so,
2: does. These long flights, it's just so rough doing coach, you know, you can't really move your feet around. You can't sleep. Yeah,
0: and like, what yeah. I, what I historically uh, did yeah. is, so my mom actually invented a travel, um, a seat sleeper yeah, thing.
1: You've yeah. seen it. That it's cool, an man. elastic elastic
0: strap that s- goes over the headrest and allows you to yeah. like strap your head in so you can sleep actually like that without bobbing down. That's brilliant. Actually, uh, I have some in my house, but a uh, shout out seat sleeper available on Amazon. Um, shout out mom. She could be watching this. Leave a comment if you are. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> I would do that. And every few hours I would get up, walk down to the back, um, kind of, you know, Uh, area open area where the uh, people work uh and do some stretching just stand up for a while do some calf raises i'll I'll, Uh, i'm crazy uh, i'll do some squats some air squats and like some yoga type stretching stuff and then go back and then watch a movie and then maybe take a nap and then rinse and repeat Um, but you you got to get up you know and walk around and do some stretching Uh, that's pro tip (laughs) and then another pro tip since i'm just laying them on you right when you arrive in a new time zone try to go straight to the hotel gym wherever and get that adrenaline up because after the flight usually we're tired and Mm -hmm. what normal normally people do i'm going to go take a nap Mm -hmm. right but that will actually um lead to more uh jet lag um if you can get boom right in and fight through that don't even unpack just get your gym stuff on go do at least a treadmill and a little workout and then you'll get boom acclimated. Mm. Um, anyways, back to the point, bros, if you're American and you're not flying business class, you are, what are you doing? It's so easy. It doesn't cost you anything. You just sign up for two credit cards every quarter, collect the credit card bonus points, hundred K each. That's two business class flights us to Asia every, every three months. Okay, you meet the minimum spend, which is around like usually 3,000 in the first three to six months. Very easy to do that. If you need help with that, there's tips and tricks that you can do. And then never use the card again. Break it in half if you want to. Done, repeat that every three months. And Trevor has a spreadsheet system that I've showed you guys many times where he fills this out for you one by one based on where your credit card score is, based on what you've already applied to, based on there's hundreds of credit cards out there. He tells you exactly what to do. And also, huge bonus, I've been denied a few times for whatever. He gives you a script of exactly what to say. You call the next day, and then they instantly approve you because of what you said. Oh, I was calling about the. Oh, I'm applied. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah, I've had to do that. And then you're instantly applied. So crazy. it's... um. Anyway, and I was, he was over, they
2: just want to make sure that it was just you applying. That's all they want to know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's
0: very, very, very interesting. And so he, he's been doing this for years. Uh, He's been traveling the world forever for free. He was over here the other day, um, coming by to say hi, we're going to be on a pod. So you can, guys can watch that next. Um, and, um, what he said was, oh yeah, I was gonna say his, his program. So he just did a big webinar and hmm. just got a bunch of new clients. Yeah, no, and so me about which it. was awesome to see because I always tell him promote your shit more. So great. And so basically the thing is, bros, I want to tell you is his his service done for you service is only going to be open a few times a year now. He's like, that's what it's coming to. I'm going to do a few few webinars a year, a few openings per year. Uh, if you stay for the the webinar, you're going to get you know a little bit of discount, but you have to join the waiting list now, bros. That's what it's uh, coming down to. So go to his website if you want to join the waiting list. You you sh- you should be traveling business class free. Nothing there's nothing illegal about it. It's just it's just the game. It's just the game.
2: Yeah, it's all, it's too easy once you learn how to do it. But you just have to learn how to figure it out. There's yeah. there's getting the points, and then there's learning how to use the points really right. well. Right, and that's that's process. half of his service actually yeah. is. Yeah, he offers s- a service s- for getting the points, and then one for using them. Yeah, it's yeah so for
0: using them, like his his core right. service is, he will basically find the best flight for you with the miles that you you which
2: takes a ton of time to research. It's ridiculous. I've, I've done this on my own plenty of times, but he, what he does is he uses the airline point programs, which will get you a way better value for your points, you know? So like for instance, if you try to use the chase portal or capital one portal, you have like a three X Points or something card that you can use in the portal Um, You're only gonna get Expedia prices because that's Mm. basically what they work with, you know Mm. But these airline point programs they'll give you way better value. So the same points will go like double or triple Yeah, you know, you can I mean you can get first-class tickets Mm. for almost the same cost as a business class ticket It's just hard to find them sometimes. Yeah, so So, it means like it's a lot of research. He
0: You got to book directly on the airline's website yeah. using the directly airlines
2: points. And you can transfer them from the credit card program right. that you use. So there's yeah. Chase
0: points, there's Amex points, and then there's like City capital points, One so point, Capital, city capital points, One. Those yeah. are the three main main four. Yep. And then Marriott you, points as well. And then actually, the way to get the the most bang that's for cool. your buck, transfer them to the airline points directly and then that's book true. through the airline. Um, and then, so that's what he does for you because. There's different airlines you could transfer to, and the airlines have different routes and then uh, yeah and he and, different he doesn't dates charge available, and there he just, there are some blackout dates available yeah. for business class It's not available for every flight, well, sometimes yeah. it's full.
2: It's been pretty bad this past year too 'cause mm. of the the covid pandemic disappeared, and then everybody wanted to travel, yeah so like more availability disappeared Dude, he it spent sucked. like two
0: days like <sighs> looking for my best flight back to Asia. like and so. Yeah, it's been pretty the day. Bad.
2: He was telling me like the days of that are over. He's hiring a team. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he, he was talking to me about that last night. It's like the, the research process takes so much time. You have to hire somebody to do it. It's just no way you're going to do that yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an awesome system. Once you research and figure it out, I mean, you got to figure out what cards make sense for you with your spending habits. I think that's the most important thing. Cause if there are mm. cards that have good signup bonuses that you can keep long term, that's the ideal thing. Some of them have high annual fees, so you don't want to keep them long term. Yeah. but those usually the high annual fee cards have really good credits that you can use against those annual fees. So yeah, yeah. like they'll, they'll make sense anyways, just to have, maybe it costs you like 50 bucks a year or something, but yeah. you get like a priority pass card with a lot of these that gets you airline lounge access, you it know, and, platinum. Yeah. Or, or the, the chase uh reserve the sapphire reserve um some of the like high-end other high-end amex cards have it like the the uh, hilton aspire or the marriott yeah brilliant i have it right here if
0: uh if sri wants to screen record
2: this hilton
0: amex hilton aspire it's, it's right here card, yeah and they give you <laughs> it says uh, two
2: free nights per year at a hilton it's and a 250
0: fifty dollar sw credit 250 fifty dollar hidden credit priority pass membership, which is worth a hundred bucks a month and yeah. Hilton, Hilton diamond
2: status. It is a really good hack for getting that airline fee credit as well, which still works. But if you just go onto United's travel bank, they call it the travel bank or whatever, you can buy $50 gift cards for United at a time and it'll code as if you were paying for like a drink or something on a United flight because they, they only want that airline fee credit to be used for incidentals. But you can buy United travel cash on their travel bank, $50 at a time, it'll, they'll think that you're buying something on a flight or something and they'll reimburse it. So these oh. cards, like $250 a year, some cards, $300 a oh, year. Oh, is that cards. the Southwest Airlines credit? Yeah. He, he was doing it with Southwest at some point, but, um, I told him like, what I did was I just went to travel bank and did $50 at a time cause I read that online. It still works oh. and that works too. So now I have like a thousand bucks of like United United, yeah, United, United travel is, bank cash. Is, is, is a big
0: one. Yeah. Oh, so the credit means like, uh, buying drinks on a plane. Yeah. Uh, or, or paying for baggage or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. got so it. So
2: normally you can't buy flights and get that reimbursed. I learned that the hard way one time. <laughs> got it. I was like, oh, I can buy a Delta flight. Cool. You got to set it to Delta and all that. And then I, I didn't see the credit and I called them, um, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, no, it's not for flights. It's for incidentals, baggage, drinks, Other stuff, stuff other than Seriously? flights. Seriously. So the best thing flights. to do with the Amex, uh, the Platinum or whatever, is to, is to set it to United, choose United, and then just buy the travel bank cash oh. that works $50 at a time though. You can't buy more than that.
0: United you know, travel bank. I might as well. Cause you know, that's just nice. Like, I want nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Free cash, basically.
2: Cause I mean, who, who flies Southwest that flies business class? Nobody. Yeah. So Southwest still an airline. No, it's, it's like the, it's like the Greyhound bus of the, of the sky, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool if you just do like little, um, city to city hops, like LA to Vegas or something and you don't really care, yeah. you know? I used to fly Southwest back in the day, but MX Aspire. United is nicer, you know. United, Delta, American. I like the yeah Alaska. Those are my favorite domestic U.S. airlines. Mm -hmm. Out here, obviously, it's a whole different selection. You know, you got uh, Singapore Airlines. You got in Indonesia, it's Garuda. It's like the top one. I think Thai Airways is like Thailand's top one. Mm AirAsia is like the kind of middle ground, not like the super budget, but the middle ground one. Where you yeah. have like a decent selection, you kind of customize it, get meals if you want, you know that kind of thing. It, but the but the airplanes don't have you know movie screens or anything on the, on yeah. the seats. You know. Have you not. done Air Asia with points? You you can do it. Yeah, I you can. I yeah, yeah. Big they're big points or whatever. No, I've never used points for Air Asia though. But
0: can they transfer from any uh, programs?
2: Uh, I don't know. I've, I definitely looked into it. Um, I don't think so. But anyways.
0: For reference, like a flight from Bangkok to Phuket is like 50 bucks, guys.
2: And you wouldn't want to do that anyways, to, man. You'd to want to save points 90. for like Etihad, Emirates, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like the really high-end stuff. Yeah, so I,
0: I always pay cash for my... Um, for the smaller... For like, flights from Bangkok to Phuket, yeah.
2: it's like 50 to 90 bucks. Yeah, exactly. uh, like last minute, it's going to be like 90 bucks. Points will go further when you're spending them on long-haul business class. That's what I found. Yeah. Like the redemption value goes much higher Yeah, yeah, yeah. for some reason. I don't know. You can get screaming, screaming deals. For like 150,000 points, you get that round trip business class to the US. Yeah, yeah. Round trip (laughs) business class, 150,000. Crazy. You know, it's like, I don't know. You pay probably three to $4,000 right now or something, depending on how far in advance you book it. But Mm -hmm. with these points, it's like. And so you can get a round trip
0: just by two credit cards, basically every three months. That's a round trip business from US to Asia every three months. Pretty much.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much.
0: And so I've I've already taken, you know,
2: I've got five, 30, cre- 31 credit cards right now because
0: of my yeah. business, but yeah, uh, see 31 <laughs> credit cards guys. It's like, <laughs>
2: yeah. there is no limit, <laughs> Dude, no yeah. law
0: to the number of credit cards you can have. I open. mean,
2: the, the annual fee is like some God awful amount that I'm paying in total with all these cards. Uh, but it makes sense because of my business, but. Right. He, you have a spreadsheet and you yeah, track like it. Yeah, like 3600 for my business it? cards, 2600 for all my personal cards. So it's like over $5,000 a year in annual fees. But all these cards have credits that go against the annual fees and or like reasons yeah. that I have them. Yeah, there's like,
0: yeah, Most the of them airline meal those. credits, there's Uber credits, Lyft credits, uh, yeah. um, Hilton credits.
2: Like and you don't have like to have cards with huge annual fees to get the bonuses too. There's a lot of them that have like small annual fees, $95 or something that don't have a ton, but you'll still get like 100,000 points or something like that. Yeah those cards are great as well. And they're usually like the, the boutique, the niche cards, like the airline specific ones, the Ant, that Alaska card or like mm. Aeroplan has a card, you know, Hyatt mm. has a card. Marriott has a card, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And hotel cards are totally different from airline cards by the way. Mm. But I yeah, love right. hotel cards. Because right. Then they're hotel cards. Then so. you're staying at five star resorts. And yeah. Stuff, so you points
0: know? also work bros. If you don't know for <laughs> staying at hotels, that's why yeah. Trevor mile method always stays free for hotels.
2: And they're not just, like, budget hotels. You know, when I first started traveling out here, it was always like, okay, 30 to $50 a night. That's what we can budget. And then we'd end up staying at these kind of crappy places. But, but now it's just five-star hotels, villas, Yeah. You know, Dude, they named Airbnb needs a card. I know. Why doesn't Airbnb use points, man? <laughs> oh, up. man. Once they do that, man. Well, I mean, they kind of, it's just through their referral program. So if you, are like, refer people to Airbnb all the time, you can get, Credit with them, basically, but it's not the same. Yeah, obviously. for new, for new customers, though. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It's, like, eh, I mean, it's limited, I, I have, very limited. I have
0: two accounts, I think maybe, but yeah, create, I mean, that's you create, true. you create a
2: new account and you get thirty bucks. Like, Air- Airbnb, you right. can get some sick places that you just can't get with a hotel, like something like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, a hotel, you can, you can get sort of close to this, but it's nothing like it. I mean, this is a, this is a freaking this is a dream
1: <laughs> a dream mansion
2: how did how did you come upon this is it just like well, one day you woke um, up and you're like we should live in a villa in forget Pake- <laughs> well i mean you know I've,
0: you guys have all seen me live in many villas throughout the years um and in, in bali i lived in two different hustle mansions um and i actually lived in a couple of villas uh, by myself i lived in a pretty nice villa i was playing three this was during covid 3k all by myself um i had actually a girlfriend at the time the uh, bali girlfriend at the time it's just me and her living there and it was the first time i've ever like lived in a fucking house by myself like normal rate rent would be maybe like 6k or 5k it was covid got for 3k i was like you know what this is screaming covid deal and i love this mansion like let's do it like that's spending money on experiences is some of the best you know money you can spend like $3,000, $3,000, all right, let's say one-way business class. Okay, that's just like a one-day experience. Or $3,000, you can get a whole month in your own villa house. Like, that's just some of the best lifestyle investment, you know? I agree. Yeah. That's worth it. It's, uh, you know, where where, where you wake up every morning sets your whole mood, sets your productivity. I, I film so many dope videos there. You know, I did podcasts there, you know, with like, multiple guys and a setup. very it's a very similar vibe to this um Good days, good days. Bali has
2: good energy, man There's a lot of people there all the time and a mm-hmm. lot of things going on. Yeah, a lot of you know, surfing a lot of Like nature and stuff like that Bali is a lot it's, of partying it's
0: hard to beat it <laughs> and so We could get into like bali versus Thailand versus did. phuket totally and so what I am i've been in phuket now one year Alright, the first six months at our other villa, super sick. Now we've been six months here already. Phuket is the closest thing to Bali uh, that I've seen. Phuket is the Bali of uh, Thailand. Um, In that, you get the tropical great beaches vibes and you have the world class nightlife. Okay, the super clubs. The big names coming through like Steve Aoki and the big DJs. You have that here. You don't have that in Koh Phangan, Mm. Koh Samui, other island destinations in Thailand. You don't have that. But Bali gets all the big names coming through in terms of nightlife and and music, if you're a music head and you like nightlife. And in terms of world-class community, entrepreneurs, expats, creatives, DJs. And uh, I mean, Phuket is the number one tourist destination in Thailand. And so... You have all of that, um, and it's a, it's a, it's it's big. It's like it's bigger than Bali, uh, I believe, in terms of like size and uh, and population and everything. Um, and so that's what I would compare to. And before I came here, I only thought of Phuket as like, <laughs> Bangla Road.
2: Oh yeah. And yeah.
0: so don't stay in Bangla Road. That's like the the Kata. It depends. Of, of Maybe Bali. that's what people
2: like. You know, I don't know. Well, it's, it depends on what you like. If There's you're a all digital, different it, sides, well, like. if
0: you're a digital nomad. Um, I mean, that's like the the crazy. That's like the, the touristy. That's like where all the, the first timers. That's just like where the, like party the travel room. companies yeah. companies just they'll just throw you there by default. You'll just be thrown in Patong Beach. Right. But for digital nomads, it's all about Rowai, which is like a Changu type beach place. Rowai Beach, and then also Bang Tao Beach, um, which is yeah. The, next the party to scene can be beach. a little
2: bit distracting when you're trying to work <laughs> remotely. Well, I mean, I just I just had a uh,
0: podcast with Matt uh last week on this couch and we were talking all about balancing party and work yeah yeah and it's like you know my general thing is just like yeah party on the weekends like normal people and then
2: but also like you you, you tend to take on what your surroundings are like if you surround yeah. if you put yourself in that place you're going to be way more distracted than if you're in wild and you're not in the party scene you're more like true if you're surrounded by other if you're blocks working. away
0: from parties going on but like at the end of the day like it's up to you, dude. Like you choose what you do with your life. Like, are you gonna be <laughs> have some self control? Yeah. Sure. Like self control is up to you. What do you want me to say? Yeah. It's up to you. Like so, it's like I'm trying to do it's like Tuesday night doing work. Oh I see some oh, I see some party going on over there. I hear some music. Oh my god, I need to go I need to go party. Like that's your own fucking problem, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, it's so hard. The struggle is real, man. It's not hard. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, do you have some weird addiction? It's just easier if you're
2: farther away from it. If you're physically, if it's physically hard to get to that place where that happens,
0: I think the more, the more
2: definitely thing that has to
0: do with it is who your friend groups. Oh yeah, that too. Because partying is a social thing for most people. Right. Um, and you're going out and just like getting hookers
2: all the time by yourself. (laughs) um, (laughs) But party is a, is a thing here. you do with your friends. Uh, it, Thailand's a great place for people that are very social, and it's also a really good place for people that aren't very social. Yeah, they, they have would. like they're open to everybody. They don't. This is the sex tourism industry, yeah. which is you a huge thing. Though. It's like. You I never talk about or it because yeah. it's like, it's a whole different you know, crowd. It, it's a little bit faux pas. Like, yeah. but I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Like uh, yeah. you see a ton of people coming out here and that's the only reason they come out here. Yeah. is take advantage of all that stuff. And, and there's a lot of women that work here in the industry and like, yeah, that's actually, you know, one of the ways they can make decent money because what else can they do? Like yeah. work on the farm or something like their family business, probably not going to be that much money and you know, whatever. I, yeah. You know, it's um, you know, like like in anything. America, there's strippers. Like it's the same thing. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's just different. You know, yeah, in America there's escorts, there's yeah, strippers. escorts and stuff. You I know, mean, yeah, fucking
0: prostitutes. It's like here, yeah, it's it's,
2: it, it's just out here. It's a little bit more like relaxed. It's yeah, like, a more bit, yeah. a little bit more, more open, like, and relaxed. open and stuff. If you look look at a place like Germany, that's a great example because prostitution's mm. legal in Germany. And they oh, have really? huge brothels and stuff. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Like in clone, they have like a super brothel. Um, yeah. in, uh, in different parts of Germany, there's brothels. you walk in and spend all day there. Interesting. You know, have sex a bunch of different times with different women, like mm. whatever. Okay. So it's a very European thing actually. Mm. And, where did all the white people come from in the world? <laughs> Europe. Mm. I mean, you, know, you just watched that video Johnny Harris, how Europe took over the world. Yeah, we're just Europe. We're all Europeans. We, we all we're, came from Europe and whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, Thailand really got its start out here because the uh, American military and other countries' militaries were out here. Oh. And so their service members are out here spending a lot of money. And of course, there's girls and boom, that industry blew up. So ever since mm. then that industry has been really, really big. And Mm. of course it's growing even more because now people can fly all over the world in a few hours to get here, you know? Yep. So Thailand's a great place to come if you're into that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's I mean,
0: Bangkok and Phuket are two of the, you know, top, uh, you know, sex tourism capitals (laughs) of the world. Like it is, it is what it is. Like go to, you know, Bangkok and Phuket, you could call it like, uh, you know, the Amsterdam of uh of thailand now weed's legal we can get into that in a sec but um God, that just yeah you go to amsterdam so it's the same too. shit you got the Love ladies it. you know half naked dancing in the door you can go in there and you pay you to know, have sex and it's like brothels yeah. and then in thailand they have their own version of that yeah it's like a massage parlor yeah or, or you it. can get like you know soapy massage yeah that's very popular it's like, a, it's like a whole experience you know, new you know I was room massage, about, new room gel. <laughs> i think about doing a video about yeah, yeah. Uh, massages uh, but not even like sex related massages different types of just like i have i one of my favorite things about living in thailand is is getting a massage like i was telling you i ordered a massage yeah. to our place once or twice a week
1: mm-hmm.
0: like there's so many little little tips like oh like God, the commu- yeah. like tell them certain things before how much did you tip what, what if they ask for a happy ending? What what about it? How much should you not pay or overpay? Um, a lot of that you how just learn through you experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. Should I just let people figure it out? Let yeah. right people get ripped off the first time?
2: <laughs> like, don't give them too many tips because then they kind of miss out on the whole like learning yeah, part of it. Pay 3,000 bot. Yeah. Oh, just,
0: just 3,000. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, try not to get taken advantage of. Massage but. 300 bot. Uh, only 3000 i mean that's kind of the idea like you know if you're going to a touristy place like patong know that whoever you're going to run into that's offering you some kind of service is probably going to try to take advantage of you and have you yeah. pay more money than you cuz you don't know the currency yeah. yet you're just not familiar uh, it's and happened to all of us totally, it happens in bali all the time uh, dude, okay. i got ripped off on the taxi cabs
0: yeah oh, of course cuz there's like taxi because, right mafia when i first there. got there i did a i did a video about this cuz i was so mad like he goes like oh like totally normal like oh yeah at this price like <laughs> I totally didn't know the bills and, you know, paid 5, 10x than what it did yeah. have, could have been. But
2: anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so be careful with the taxis in mean, Phuket. They're pretty expensive. In Bangkok, it's less like that. It's pretty much you can just actually. use Grab. Yeah, in um, the Grab app works. Get Grab obviously it's great. It's you remember uber. back in the day when there was no grab no uber no anything it was like 2016 2017 really yeah prior to that there was no ride-sharing oh, apps yeah. out here yeah i remember we had to take song towels everywhere yeah the, the red pickup trucks. <laughs> i think it was similar out here yeah, except out here it was just a taxi mafia it was like only these taxis and they right. charged like, uh, ridiculous amounts you know oh. like 20 30 40 dollars just to go like half hour you know
0: yeah same with bali yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, anyways, now it's way easier with the with the ride sharing apps. They have more competition, which means lower prices. Yeah, which is good. So, if anything, compare the price of the ride on a ride sharing app to yeah what they're charging. Yeah, if and you're and gonna do yeah, cash. That's them what I based on that, you know, do that all the time. Oh yeah, grab 800 baht. Like, how much?
0: Yeah, you want to do 800 baht? Okay, cool. I'll support you, dude. You're sitting there on the. Sometimes street. Sometimes like...
2: I give them a little bit more money just because they're like they're yeah. already there. Yeah, you can go right now. You know? okay, it, fine. But like, and I'll
0: always tip. Yeah. So. You know, tip
2: on that's tips.
0: Good. That's good. You should do it. Like, 10%. When good. I was just, uh, yeah, 10%. When I was starting in, in Chiang Mai, you know, bootstrap days, you know, I'll tip 20 baht here and there and there. But yeah. now I tip, you know, 100 baht here and there and there. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, you can tip relative to how much you make. That's the more fine. money
2: you make, the more you can tip. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: like rich people, you know, if you're back in your multi-gazillionaire or super rich guy handing out $100 bills to make people's day, like, sure, if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah um you know so a 100, 100 bucks is three dollars and so but yeah in general you you can tip you know 15 10 so if a massage is is uh if a massage is is a thousand bucks that i'm tipping 200 because like on services in in the us it's customary to tip 20 like on, 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 percent right 200 bot yeah
1: okay
2: I keep, I keep hearing bucks, bucks for some reason. Oh, sorry, I probably said that. I, I always you I you're always, talking bot. I always misspeak when I go yeah. on rants. I was like, "That's a lot for a two, massage." Two hundred bot. <laughs> pay a bucks for a massage. Yeah, if Damn. if I pay a thousand dollar,
0: thousand bot for a massage, <laughs> okay. I'm tipping two hundred extra, twenty percent, which is standard in America for a haircut. It's usually twenty yeah. percent. Uh, Uh, so if you get a hundred dollar haircut, you're tipping the guy 20
2: and you know, Thai people are really cool. So, you know, if you tip too low or whatever, they're not going to give you a hard time about it. They're not like stuck up or anything. I've never had any Thai person bother me about like a low tip, maybe about no tip, but like never like a little bit lower than usual. So you can, you can tip somebody, whatever you feel comfortable with. And they're just going to be happy to, to have it, you know? Yeah. Oh, and one of the biggest things I, Really don't like about Thailand <laughs> is the the coins. Um, they're so heavy, you know, and uh-huh. and compared to other coins in other countries. Oh, so if you end up holding a bunch of coins in like a bag or something like that, they end up getting so heavy that your bag just gets so weighed oh, down. Oh
0: yeah, man, that's why I just.
2: And the coins are kind of worth a lot I was gonna, too, gonna like make a tip bot. about yeah. coins,
0: <laughs> right before you said that. So always tip. I always just tip my coins. Tip I'm not gonna yeah, carry exactly them right. around. You get coins. I don't have back. a wallet. Yeah. You know, I use Sticky Wallet. Shout out. I'm gonna give you one here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those are great. After, and um, so I I, I was w- always wondering this, and finally I asked a, a Thai person and it clarifies. So I was like, I always feel weird about like tipping if it's like one bot or like 10 bot like it's like i'm too good for this one bot like are they gonna be like no give me a look like and and she was like you know what for for some like you know an entry level you know service person waitress or you know even you know whatever motorbike driver even if it's one bot like if they get 30 rides a day and 30 people give them one bot like that's a whole meal right there and then i realized like okay it's it's totally fine like you have an extra one bot just give them the one bot But sometimes I felt like if I, <laughs> if I only have one bot to tip, should
2: I give it? Is it worth giving it or is it like... Is it more like an is insult? Is it more of like yeah. an insult? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only get one bot, bro. It depends on the situation. The, the, the context of, matters a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah if like, you like only have one bot, then... What was the service exactly? But, yeah. um, but, but usually it's like if you, get, if you get change and it's like paper and coins, usually I just give the coins back and keep the paper. Yeah, It, it Just to save the weight and it's not that much money. And it's all relative to how much you... And the exchange rate is really good these days, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that's going to last. It's higher up to... Uh, yeah, the U.S. dollar is worth more out here. I, I tend to get like a 5% discount almost on anything because of the exchange rate now. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it was that way. in Indo- It's that way in Indonesia anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's out here too. but. And so let's do a little Thailand versus
0: Bali. So I already gave my little sure. rant on... Phuket, as I think it's the hottest thing going next to Bali.
2: Um, what is your. How, you haven't done time in Phuket. You know what's funny about Phuket? I was just thinking about this earlier. <laughs> the big difference between Phuket and Bali is how big the waves are oh Seriously. someone
0: just told me this that's why i'm in bali dude it's yeah. the, waves. the
2: waves are way bigger man yeah. and they crash hard and it's just crazy like yeah. you can surf anywhere out there mm-hmm. here though you just it's like so calm it's like a lake almost it's crazy it's like kids waves yeah it's wild like the vibes are so calm out here because of that. i feel like the energy is more calm in bali you feel that hectic energy especially mm-hmm. when you're not by the beach it's because of the waves man the ocean mm-hmm. is hectic out there but here it's like a big dude i was lake. just working out in my freaking
0: crazy ocean view here. home gym and i <laughs> s- i was saw a dude dipping in a jet ski and i go oh fuck yeah <laughs> out here it's totally i want to be kind of that guy, guy dude, <laughs> dude. You, it was
2: just lake flat today and it yeah. still is it still is like <laughs> it's totally flat, flat like a lake flat. it's crazy yeah there's no waves anywhere yeah true y- you can fun. there there's a good amount That's of dangerous folks. to do in bali man you got to be careful you yeah depending yeah, on the season yeah
0: fucking shredders down there mate <laughs> fucking shredders I, I, up
2: mate i've been pretty close to drowning a couple times surfing in bali because the waves are so heavy oh, man i remember that yeah it's pretty rough sometimes you got to be really careful you scare. well because uh you know kuta beach is basically three different swell directions go into the same place so when you're there when the when the swell is heavy it can be like i don't know three meters four meters or something like that you know mm. um it's heavy enough to where the waves when they come down that's just Really strong, you know. So if you get caught in the impact zone, like either you're paddling out or you're you're trying to get back in or whatever it is, you know, usually it's because you got wrecked or something. You like you get up and then you're in the impact zone. It's just like you either have to paddle out as fast as you can or paddle in as fast as you can. The wave crashes right on you. It'll flip you underwater like two, three times. Fuck, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's that strong. It's like a washing machine, and then you wind up. You're underwater upside down you don't know where the heck you are what's yeah. going on and you're running out of breath practically because you know you're stressed out yeah. so one of the things about uh, scoot, uh about surfing is learning how to hold your breath underwater for a long time yeah. and and relax you know it's really important yeah. um and just not like not uh panic you yeah. know avoid panic as much as possible That's right, the, right 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 and up, uh, you can take free diving courses out there and stuff um yeah out here too but that's That's a great idea uh, what i do is i if i swim in the pool i'll just like try to swim from one end to the other without you know coming up to the top that's a good way to practice like because you got to practice holding your breath but also moving at the same time because if Mm. you just hold your breath and you sit underwater you're not really simulating a real world experience like when it when you're under a wave it's throwing you around yeah. you're getting thrashed you know so if you if you swim a lot when you're holding your breath you can really learn more like how to hold it yeah do the it. back and forth underwater yeah yeah okay. you gotta
0: get it was so yeah that's interesting because <laughs> okay. like in the ice tub i can do like two minutes two and a half sometimes yeah because you're just sitting there, just right? straight holding
2: and, and you do the breathing beforehand like that yeah like 10 deep breaths Heavy breathing. yeah exactly you yeah can, the wim hof breath before yeah, wim hof breaths. if you do
0: 20 of those you can go really long i've noticed in, a, in an ice bath you can go even longer. Ah. I've found because it like freezes your brain and maybe like slows your heart. It, it turns you into an ice cube. I love it going on uh, the, the meditations. I call it an ice meditation. You I get in there. So I do like one minute head above and then 10 to 20 deep breaths and then plug my nose, get under. And i am just like for two minutes, two and a half, I'm just like meditating, picturing myself as like Buddha or like Gandhi or something. And I'm just like frozen in like under an ice lake and you can't hear anything and it's just so fucking good and you come out and you're like I'm alive yeah (laughs) that was actually a a Wim Hof gif that um, I gotta try that that said I'm alive I just sent that to someone and so the ice bath is uh it's crazy. It's pretty painful, but you, your body adapts. To well, it, it depends quickly, how right? cold you get it. And with the yeah. ice bag method, you can dial in the temperature. Uh, so like, okay. um, like the volume of it.
2: water in the ice. So.
0: Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Cause Danny, we were talking about, yeah. Oh God, okay, we got to pay the ice
0: guy. <laughs> I was like, all right, pay it. And I sent this GIF, I'm alive. <laughs> <It went off. laughs> and so it's like, yeah, I see why he says that. Cause you get out of there and that's all you want to say. It's uh-huh. like, I'm hot. It's it's natural drugs. I'm still alive. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling. I was telling Trevor the other thing. It's it's natural fucking cocaine. That's the how adrenaline filled your brain is after mm. that. It's mm. just all switches on, mm. and so that's the whole thing behind the Wim Hof craze. Yeah. Is it makes you feel like natural, yeah. natural high, natural drugs for Absolutely. for a period of time. Like I've noticed, like an hour or two, you'll just feel great. Just the best mood ever going to work like you want to sing in the shower you're just like you're just like (laughs) Um, on one Uh, especially like workout first and then sauna and then ice you know for two minute hold and then sauna and then ice again two minute hold you are
2: ready for the day don't even need coffee better than coffee Mm. 10 times stronger it's amazing what chemicals our brains can produce on their own without the help of drugs Mm -hmm. just by doing things like that
0: yep I mean, why do people work out in the morning? Same effect as coffee, right? right. And if you listen to, to Huberman and all these, you know, you know, very smart, you know, biohackers. Yeah, Huberman, man. That guy's got a ton I started listening too. to more of that. I mean, really it smart. basically, it sums it up. So adrenaline and dopamine, mm. right? And mm. so working out floods your brain with adrenaline and dopamine. <clears throat> That's why we feel awake and energy and turned on. And coffee, caffeine gives you that without having to do anything. You just drink this magic thing and it gives you some of that dopamine and adrenaline. Cool, but you can actually get more um, if you do an intense workout. So that's why I love hill, hill sprints. Mm. Cause it's like, I call it the lazy man's intense workout. There's no combat plex thing. You don't have to lift anything. Just run as hard as you can up that hill and you're going to be dead. You're falling on the floor and you're complete exhaustion. And so
2: <laughs> that hill is really
0: steep. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> I so, just drove down that thing. In a it's bike really, it's like, whoa. I just took Bam up there the other day and he was like, Oh, 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 that's no joke. Like it's I've been on like, like, trails
2: that go that steep and that is very difficult. No, yeah.
0: You, you build up to it. Cause I've been, I've been, you know, I mean, I mean since high just, school, like it's football athletes, like hill sprints on Saturdays, you do hundred meters, walk back down six times. And that's one of the only times that I puked. Mm. I remember hill sprints (laughs) in high school football. And so what I try to do or when I feel most awake uh, or in the morning, if I have limited time, what's the quickest way I can get to full exhaustion? Mm. And so it's a hill sprint, walk down, do like three, you know, walk sprint 100 meters and walk down. Or I will go outside to this barbell that we were doing and I will do 10 deadlifts, 10... Uh, po- power clean thrusters, mm. and then ten rows, and then ten pull ups, and then ten dips. At the end of that, you're like, oh, fully exerted exhaustion, pumped, <laughs> and then fully pumped up, yeah. And it's like only hundred reps or whatever. Fully pumped up. Weird to pump you up. <laughs> Get pumped up. So it's that, or you can another one is we just ordered an assault bike, the phew, CrossFit bikes like this. And I, I did one this morning. If you do one minute as hard as you can, you're falling on the floor afterwards, fully exerted. So that is just one minute and you're fully awaked in the morning. Yeah. And so um, there is my how to wake up the fastest lecture.
2: It's <laughs> a good idea. I mean, working out when you first wake up is the best way to get going. You, yeah. you move the blood flow. Yeah, you just... Everything just feels better because yeah. of that. You're warmer, you know? You can yeah. feel it. Your, your brain works better. Yeah. I mean, supplements and all this other stuff and coffee. Yeah. Coffee aside. is good
0: and coffee is great, but um, I switch it up. You know, I, I don't work out first thing in the morning every day. Mm. I Sometimes if uh, if I'm working on something exciting, I want to hop out of bed and turn on the computer and get back to it. Yeah. You know what I was doing last night. And, and I'll do coffee and then I'll work out later in the day. So. True
2: um yeah it just depends know. what you're feeling that day
0: yeah follow your follow your energy right
2: follow Some your day, sometimes you just need a day off you know like to rest and massage or whatever yeah. like you're sore yeah like normally sunday i <sighs> don't work like you know go travel adventure have like outside experiences going to nature that kind of stuff yeah it's really important too life's a balance yeah totally
0: and so what about this question um mm-hmm. all right um advice for aspiring digital nomads um maybe that goes back into the, the, the business models thing. What would you do if you're like someone who I, I, you know, I get this question, dude, saw your videos, whatever. Like, okay, I'm trying to work remote. Like what would you recommend I do these Hmm. these days?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like the, the phone sales stuff. That's cool. I I think Hmm. it just really depends. You have to like look at yourself and figure out what you're good at, what your strengths and weaknesses are and what opportunities are out there. You know, just do a SWOT analysis on yourself, you know, Hmm. strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat. Like mm. think about yourself as a business and then make your SWOT analysis and then go after that thing that makes the most sense. The, 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 you know, the, what is it called? The, the Venn diagram, you know, like, yeah, you're good at this, you're good at that. Okay. let's. That's find the called, you know? um, icky guy. It's like whatever the cross where the crossroads are, yeah. like where, where things intersect. That's what you should definitely do with yourself. Not everybody's the same. Some people are more extroverted. So phone sales makes more sense. Some people are more introverted. So dropshipping makes more sense. Um, some people are more techie. So coding makes more sense. And some people are more creative. So freelancing, like writing or graphic design or something like that makes more sense or video editing, whatever. Yeah. Um, some people really like to travel and create videos. So travel vlogging makes sense. There's just tons of different things you can do. Um, you just gotta figure out what is right for you and then figure out how to do it. Like I would just say, go online and find a mentor. Hmm. you know, there's tons of them and just start with YouTube type in what you're trying to figure out and choose somebody who you'd like to listen to. And usually they'll have a course or something, you know, and just go down that rabbit hole. That's it. Yeah. Icky guy. Icky guy. Oh, I've never even heard of that. It's it's that's very great. similar to what you were just saying, but
0: I've never heard of that one. Strengths, weaknesses, oh, yeah, opportunities, that's... threats, but Icky yeah. guy, I learned it. So it's like similar what you love, what, you love. what you're good at. What you're good at what you can get paid for and what the world needs, demand. Where those all intersect Mm. in the beginning
2: is the ideal thing. And, and it might not always be the same. It's, you know, people change. I think in your early twenties, you might be really good at something, but be like less interested in that thing you're really good at and be actually more interested in something you're not that good at, that kind of thing. You know, I I went through that a lot in my twenties and you kind of, your twenties is sort of like your discovery period in your life. Like figuring out what you're good at and what you like and what, you know, what can make money versus what's just kind of like a hobby and just, you know, trying to figure out that, like for me personally, I'm a skateboarder, I've always been a skateboarder but I've never made money doing it. It's just not something I want to pursue in the business realm. Mm -hmm. I just want to have fun with it. Um, Whereas with business, I've always done really good at understanding retail. So I took that to the internet and now I'm doing e-commerce. It just works for me. Um, Whatever your past experiences are, what you like, what you're good at, that kind of stuff will work for you. So just try to consider that. And if one thing doesn't work out, don't think you're never going to be good at anything. You know, like I, I tried to do a skateboard company when I first started with entrepreneurship and it just didn't work out cause I didn't really know what I was doing and I, mm. I just wasn't confident about it. And so, which is fine. Like just take that and try to learn from it. Like every failure has lessons you can learn and then you, you apply those to the next thing you do and just try to do a better job. And just, if one thing doesn't work out, try a different thing. If that doesn't work out, try a different thing until something works out. Once something works out for you, go all in on that. Yeah. Like a door opens, walk through that door, to, you know, opportunities will show up and you just have to have the absolute 100% confidence and like no hesitation to, to go for it. Like I'm sure like you guys the, the same thing with the Amazon FBA stuff because you were doing high ticket before that and it yeah. wasn't really working out. Right. Yeah, but you gotta pivot. yeah, you just, you just pivoted and, yeah. and Amazon worked out and you just kept yeah, doing it Like, exactly. and here you are Like <laughs> now. Yeah. And now you're pivoting even more, f- you know, We're f- Amazon is my career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. It, it, that's how it is for everybody. So you just got to find what, what that is. Yeah. Dude.
0: It's so funny, like: it's for 20s is your discovery period. Mm. But the funny thing about the way society is set up, and I'm not saying it's, it's, <clears throat> it's bad, is you're supposed to pick your career at, at 18 in college. Oh, yeah. But it's never
2: it's too early. It's, it's, too, it's too early
0: to pick because you, you haven't tested out if you like that career/ lifestyle. Yeah, and so your 20s should be trying I mean, in Gary Vee, and, A lot like, of all, the, and... All, all all these entrepreneurs. 20 should be, as Gary Vee says, start that fucking business, <laughs> travel, live in a different country. Yeah. You can work remotely nowadays, start the fucking YouTube channel, start the fucking TikTok, yeah. start the fucking drop business, start your little brands, do your music shit and try <laughs> everything. Go go to Africa, date some African girls, okay? <laughs> See what you like. Go, you know, date girls from all around the world and try things. And you can you know the cool thing with nowadays is you can work while you travel at the same time. They don't need to be mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah.
0: And then your first shit's gonna fail. Same with your f- second shit and probably your third shit. And then you're gonna f- figure out, okay, I got this. Okay, I got some traction with this shit. Boom, and this is actually dope. Boom, let's keep, let's keep it rolling and rocking. And then, you know, um, at, at some point you can uh, start to outsource, build a team, and then you can have more free time to start doing your passion businesses. So for me, it's this podcast and, uh, and traveling. And um, so, yeah, that's your 20s, but that should be all of your 20s and even your 30s too. Gary yeah. Vee says all the time, like, oh, yeah. dude, you're 30 fucking three. You're fucking a kid.
2: The, the 30s are your new twi- are the new
0: 20s. Right? 100%. I, <laughs> inside, like I tell everyone, like, yeah, I turned 33, but like, honest, like I'm, I'm living, I might as well be 23. Mm. Just pretend I'm 23 and then you'll understand. Like what I'm doing in my mindset. I'm still so trying learn, everything. I'm still want to go keep, keep traveling, not thinking about settling down or, or starting a family or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe in 40s. Okay. <laughs> forties the new 30. Okay. Then, you yeah. know, many, many people get married and do family in the, in the 40s thing. And, and geez, there's plenty of, there's plenty of people who have already done everything. Yeah. And you can see anything you're trying to do. It's already been done on YouTube. Someone's already talking about on YouTube who has more experience than you. You can learn from that. But then that's the 20s. And then the 30s, you can optimize and dial it in. And the cool thing about 30s is you can... The cool thing about 30s is the new 20. Is Do your 20s over again, but... With more money, mm. with more connections, mm. with more wisdom, mm, that's with more same experience, maturity, yeah. <laughs> <That's> uh, <so. laughs> the girls actually like you more because yeah, of all those things. Absolutely, more money usually, <laughs> more friends, more connections,
2: uh, and you can just do your 20s over again, but better and uh, not broke. Absolutely, and you know more about yourself too, you know, and that's huge because you you got to know yourself, and it takes time to learn like what you like, what you're good at, you know, all that stuff. Once you, once you go through experiences, you travel and you meet different people, you just learn more about the types of people you like to hang out with, the types of situations you like to be around. Maybe in your early 20s, partying is awesome. But dude, by your 30s, you're usually not partying as often, mm-hmm. like all the time. And like you'll go out on the weekend or something like that. But you're working, man. You're hustling, you know, yeah. because you know that you hustle now, you get paid later. You party now you don't get paid later for that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, well, hey, sometimes you do. If, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're out partying and you're networking, you know what I mean? Then you mm. make connections or mm. you're always thinking about that, then yeah, that will result in good things too. That so. brings up a big point, because
0: I've partied more this last year than than any year. <laughs> I've, I've always, of course, a lot, but it's just kind of to the next level, you know, we're yeah. always the VVIP, you know, quote unquote, whatever, but, and literally if there is. And, um. It's kind of like you build your click, build your entourage, yeah. and networking is a huge thing because it's it's been this point in this last year where it's like you know so many friends, and then every time you go out, you meet all those friends' friends, and it's like a runaway effect with how many friends you have yeah. it's uh it's it's awesome um and so that was the point that i that I um uh, missed out on saying with the podcast with matt is um you know partying can. You know, going to, we can call partying just events. And you can call it networking events. And Mm -hmm. I have some friends that like they don't do stuff. They don't get fucked up. They go there and they're like, they're on their game networking. Because like, you know some of these big events like rich motherfucking business like high people are there in Phuket and they're just networking. And they're just like meeting people. Mm -hmm. And so for for that like quote unquote partying or networking, that's a huge part of it. Um, So there's that. And then there's also Um, You know, in the same flavor of networking, there's um, business development, um, especially if you are living and going out to events with your business partners. So, for example, like my best friends are also my business partners. Sometimes when you're getting fucked up at parties, some of the best, some important things may come out or so we have some of the best brainstorm ideas totally. when you're out. Yeah, And ideas so, just pop out and so, in so that's times. invaluable. Oh. And it's, so it's good for, quote unquote, uh, bonding with your friends and bonding with your business partners too. Um, going out to events and maybe you know, doing some substances and, and getting <laughs> fucked up. Is, yeah. That's another valuable part of it. Yeah,
2: you're opening up doors in your mind and yeah. you know, ideas flow that way, yeah. energy flows. Oops.
0: Let me make sure, let me change this battery.
2: Sweet, and we're back
0: after another quick break. And um, we back. Yeah, what was your summary of Bali versus Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> same, same, but different. <laughs> yeah, S- same, same, but different. You know. Yeah. And then, do you know, it's a f- fascinating thing that, like, low-key blew my mind when I realized it. Okay, so accents. Like, mm. we can all tell the difference between a British accent and an American accent, yeah. at the very minimum. And Australian for sure. And Australian. You know, yeah. and if you get advanced, you know, New Zealand, like guess, me, right? I know the difference. between all, Even in the European countries, you know, we, French, Italian, German, like Dutch. I know we can tell all these things. Some folks in um, Asia or, or other countries do not pick up the difference between a British accent and an American accent or... Or, or or Australian, they have no idea. Oh
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. like, and I'm, I've, I've done this multiple times, test, and I go because they'll get be like someone will say, "Oh, where are you from?" And I go, "Oh, can you tell my, my voice? And I, um, British, yeah, um, Australian." I'm like, "Really? Do I sound British?" Like, "Oh, what do you mean? Like, they have they have no, idea. they can't comprehend it." Yeah. And then I was like, mind blown, like, really, you can't tell- like, he's Australian and he sounds like this, he's British, but it's normal for us. And then I realized, you know what? Can I comprehend the difference between, and even like a Southern uh, American accent, we can totally tell. Oh, yeah. But could I tell the difference between... New Jersey accent? There's also a Northern Thai accent and a Southern. Yeah, I can't tell. I don't know. Could Could I tell the difference between that? No. No, of course not. And so I was like, oh, maybe that's the same thing with like... Definitely. Some Asian can't tell the difference between British and... And American and Australian accent. It's like American accent like, is confusing because you got California, you got New Jersey, you got Southern, yeah. like you said.
2: But um, it's definitely different, different places. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But same with Thailand, they have different accents, and I would have no idea. Yeah. You know, I, we, if you. 100%. Now, then again, I don't understand the language. They understand English, but that was just an interesting fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was blown away but yeah. but like, how in some people's, it doesn't even register. Because you're just trying to think about the Chinese words. Chinese has some
2: crazy amount of dialects, man. Like, how many? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, you know, there's different ways of speaking Chinese. Mandarin and, and what's uh-huh. the other one? Um, Cantonese? Yeah, what they speak in Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, I love I love accents. Yeah, baby, yeah. It's <laughs> because, like, I grew up, like, young kid watching Austin Powers
2: do i make you horny baby do i yeah, okay. yeah, yeah seven major modern chinese dialect groups mandarin yeah. wu Zhang, gun casia min and Yue. <laughs> still, like, you know seven different ways yeah, to, to speak chinese you know yeah and of course i would never know the difference unless i actually lived out there and spoke the language yeah and
0: so that's a good point though i i always get a kick of when um People ask me if I'm Australian Some all the random time. Girl, I think yeah. the only
2: reason is cuz I have tattoos. And Australian exactly. Have a lot that's of why <laughs> that's why I'm <laughs> I
0: always laugh when someone's like, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, "Um, I don't know, can you guess where I'm from?" And like, "Uh, you look like uh Finland. Uh, you look like uh England." I'm like, "Yeah, Germany." Well, like or yeah. well, and I tell people, like, yeah. if you want to, like, you have to listen to the accents. Like, you, you can't, white people are white people. And it's just so, like, it's, it's, it's cute, I guess. It's, it's cute. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. like, to, I, like, to me, I was like, oh, seeing a totally different perspective about um, how, if you want to know how someone's from, it's, well, especially a white person. <laughs> there were White people are all from Europe. So you got to listen to the accent to know what country they're from.
1: Sure.
0: Anyway, let's get back into, okay, list of questions <laughs> and we'll do grand finale. And then Marcus should be showing up in like 30 minutes. So we got plenty of time. Oh, perfect. Um, biggest struggles as a digital nomad.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. An expat. It's just adapting to different cultures, you know, because oh. a digital nomad, you're going to usually be traveling places that are way different from your hometown. Mm. You know, Asia is just completely different. Everything's different. I try People ask me that have never really traveled before. And I'm like, oh, a good way to start is this is completely different. You know, like they, they drive on the left side of the road. Um, traffic laws aren't as strict. There's not nearly as many police everywhere. Like mm. in Bali, you can drive on the sidewalks if you have a motorbike, you know, mm. just to get around bad traffic. Police don't care. Um, obviously, there's the languages that are different. The money is different. Um, things cost a lot less, which is great, but at the same time you can get ripped off too if you're not careful, so you have to be careful. Um, but yeah, for struggles, I mean, it's just kind of like learning the hard way what is good and what's not good out here, you know? Good places to go, not good places to go. Uh, But the easiest way to get around that is just watch plenty of YouTube videos and have friends to go places with that already know. That's basically the hack.
0: Exactly. And so digital nomad, there's like, there's two things we're talking about. All right. So he was talking about living abroad struggles. The other thing (laughs) is entrepreneur slash working for yourself slash solopreneur slash working remotely, not in an office with company. And so there's two sides, right? Digital nomads, like, well, what are you sure. talking about? What aspect are you talking about?
2: You got to get used to that. I like cafe Wi-Fi, sometimes they suck. Yeah, you know? so, so you, said, you said the at? living like, abroad part, yeah. which was
0: great. Now we can move in a second category. Well, because,
2: like, uh, I just want to preface this. Like, my experience is mostly from starting as a digital nomad and then becoming an expat. Like, I don't yeah. even go back to the U.S. more than, like, once a year now and that's for tax reasons, but also just because I generally like living out here more, you Yeah, know? like I visit my family, but usually just like once a year, you know, it's enough. It's cool. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, it just depends on like you and where you're from and like, whether you have a lot of family friends, you want to go back to the U S all the time. Um, Just to speak on that note a little bit longer, um, as far as avoiding taxes goes, because I think that's like a really important thing. If you're going to become a digital nomad and actually stay abroad for a long period of time, I think it's really important that you look at the state that you're a resident in and how much tax they charge you on your income. Because the IRS, you know, they'll charge you tax on your income no matter where in the world you live. Yeah. You're paying that Social Security, Medicare at the minimum 15%. Uh, but if you, if your residence is in California, you're going to pay an extra 10% no matter where you were in that income. So it makes a lot more sense to move to a state that has zero income tax, you know? And then if you're going to be out of the country for a long time, you can take advantage of the federal earned income in- exclusion, which is up to a hundred thousand dollars of revenue tax free for federal foreign you know? earned income yeah. exemption. Yeah. f f e i just ask your like your accountant or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've taken, I've implemented that. Yep. It'll save you some money. Uh, but I moved to South Dakota. Moved? What does that mean? Yeah. Like I'm a just South Dakota resident. Can you, can you do that online? Practically, yeah. But you have to go there in person. But okay. they're the easiest state to move to. It's like, it's like an old nomad hack. People, like especially retirees, they retire, they sell their house, they just have an RV and they want to drive around all the time. It's very popular to move to South Dakota because all you have to do is set up a virtual office with the, with the one company that's in town. which is you know a couple hundred bucks a year or something like that 20 bucks a month and then you go and get a hotel room or even a campsite for a minimum of one night and then you go to the dmv with your hotel invoice receipt your virtual mailbox and the form and you become a resident you get a driver's license you (laughs) register to vote and now you don't pay any taxes Mm, state because they don't charge any state income tax Mm. yeah what's the income tax in washington washington state income tax is like five percent okay or am i tripping
0: yeah whoa yeah south dakota okay and no then, no um, washington
2: state has no income tax sorry right? yeah, no um but you have to keep in mind washington state has a thing for businesses where they charge one percent gross income tax on mm. a business that's registered in that state so um i used to live in washington and have my business registered in wyoming yeah. which was fine but the problem is is if anybody ever found that out that like works for the state, they could probably figure out a way legally to force you to pay like back taxes, you know, 1% oh. of all your gross income. So, um, that's why I wanted to move to South Dakota is because they don't have that. And you register your business in South Dakota. No, also? You still register in Wyoming, but they don't okay. have a rule where if businesses that are registered have like a gross income tax, okay, they cool. don't have anything like that. So my business or one of them is registered in Wyoming as well. Yeah. Can you tell people what's the point of that? Well, yeah, it's the same thing as the South Dakota thing. It's no income tax you know, it's really easy to register, um, great privacy laws, super cheap registration, you know, it's just easy and fast, you know? Yeah. And, and so. minimal,
0: uh, um, reporting requirements. Yeah, exactly. It, That's the thing about like awesome. what, business to register in Washington. It's like every month you got to like re- submit like some report or something.
2: Yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's like too much. And they want to charge you tons of tax. It's like, yeah. they want me to do more reporting and pay you more tax. Just have the be- you know benefit of being in Washington to do business. Doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense at all actually because you're if you're <laughs> e-commerce you if you are e commerce you do not have to do it it's it's for businesses that are physically located there mm. you know why i mean yeah like yeah, why amazon puts their headquarters there yeah, i don't understand i mean my
0: business is where
2: is it yeah it's, it's <laughs> with you you know wherever you happen to be it's and in there exactly it's in there it could it's be in anywhere. a screen. It's it in the metaverse. In any country. It's, it's wherever you put your VPN connection any particular Yeah, it's, day. In an, it's in an alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. So it's like, yeah, for tax reasons, you got to decide, especially if you have like a software company or if you just deliver services or maybe you like just do YouTube or something you entertain for a living. Um, you don't even have to have your business in America. You could have it based in a, in a tax-free place like Dubai. Dubai, you get a mm. um, set up an LLC in Dubai or whatever and it's like no tax at all. I have friends that are doing it. Like if you're mm. a coder, if you're a freelancer, that kind of thing, and you, and you work for companies abroad or whatever, you can, you can establish yourself in a, country, in a place like Dubai and take advantage of that. Um, I, of course, for me, I can't do that because my business has high-ticket dropshipping is based on suppliers that are in the U.S. So I have to have a U.S.-based business. Mm. And plus, I want to take advantage of the credit cards anyways. Um, but yeah, the, the way you do that with U.S. is you can have a dual citizenship so you just, you set up the business over there, you get the dual citizenship, and then you can fly in and out of that country all the time whenever you want to. For Dubai? Yeah. So for really rich people or people that have like a really big business a software based or something like that, you usually use like Dubai, Hong Kong, Singapore, yeah. um, or like there's the really big businesses use like a combination of like Ireland and, uh, you know, uh, Caribbean, small Caribbean based yeah, countries, yeah, you know, Cayman that offer, islands. yeah, Cayman Islands, that yeah, kind of stuff. If you're exactly. going to get, yeah. There's a really good book. I was reading a little bit on it. Um, uh, It's called like Rich Dad Guide to Tax Something. I forget. Mm -hmm. They explain how Apple avoids paying like billions of dollars on taxes, you know? (laughs) All
0: all these big corporations, they got offshore accounts can You can
2: do a similar thing on a smaller scale as a digital nomad.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love like um, people that are like uh, about the credit card thing. Oh, but you're, you're gaming the system. I go, okay. If we're going to talk about gaming the system, <laughs> think about the iPhone that you're holding in your hand. They have so many offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands and Panama, whatever, to avoid. Amazon that you shop pays basically zero tax. Why should I pay 20000 yeah, in tax? Yeah. Amazon makes a trillion dollars and they pay nothing. You're supposed to game the system. Yeah, absolutely. It's the least we can do. Yeah. Rant 100%. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention your favorite politicians that you're voting for. They are doing deals all the time to help these companies avoid taxes and to siphon off money. They're just playing the game. It's not illegal, but they're just playing the game. Mm. That's the system that we live in. We live in this money game system. That's it's right. all a board game. If you're not doing the... The, the, the business class taxes or business class free flights on these sign-up credit card bonuses, then uh, you're, that's right there on the table. Just play the game. It's not illegal.
2: And not only that, they even will use insider information to trade stocks and options based on what they know as politicians that these companies are lobbying them to do, yeah. which is really crazy. Yeah. And it's yeah. not illegal.
0: Yeah. What? It's just a game. What? Yeah. Dude, talk not- about
2: hacking life, man.
0: Wait, insider trading is not illegal in... in- where, In it's the, in the Senate, way. like in the, in the Congress, oh. these
2: people can buy and sell shares of companies, oh. even if they're what like, even are. if they know something already and they, and they oh. never get tracked down. Like, like just you can look up uh, Nancy Pelosi's like stock trades <laughs> on the Internet <laughs> yeah. and, and ha- the number of times she's been like 100 percent right is like crazy. There's only been a few times where she wasn't right. Most of it is right. And it's because she knows ahead of time, like, yeah. okay, the U.S. is doing, like, a, a, the CHIPS Act came out. And so she, like, sold all of her NVIDIA stock or something like that. And then it tanked, like, the next week or something like that. Yeah. Just little things like that. We're like, what? Seriously? Yeah. So there, there's it's, even websites that make trackers that track the Congress people's trades so that yeah. you can trade them yourself. Kind of funny.
0: yeah so credit card bonus um, hacking is the least we can do yeah that's a good start yeah and if you
2: if you really want to get do. into crazy rabbit holes of uh, hack, hack, uh, rigged games that you can try to hack it, you can look at the stock market and the crypto world but mm. I, I feel like that's a whole other, uh podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. topic it um, goes deep man <laughs> here's one I can make a
0: um, a little clip out of, so some people ask, is it illegal? to work remotely in Thailand? That's a good question. It's kind of a gray area. Yeah. And so I have the article here and I looked this up and this explains it better than I've ever explained. Can digital nomads work in Thailand without a work permit? And the answer is basically exactly. It depends what you're doing. It's totally okay. As long as you're not conducting any business, in Thailand locally, yeah. such as doing Amazon, e-commerce, most things, when it gets into the gray area is, let's say you're doing a YouTube channel that focuses on living in Thailand. That is your YouTube channel. Mm. Or a YouTube channel about reviewing Thai restaurants. Mm. And that's the focus of your channel. And this article, you can check it, link below, oh, describes yeah. it. And it's like, if your business is focused on the Thai market, something about Thailand, and that's the focus of your channel, then Yes, you would need a work permit. And so it's kind of a gray area. What about me? Um, I don't just talk about Thailand stuff, but I do a good amount.
2: Um, I don't I don't think you would fall into that. Your channel is not Thailand living that life. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I think you'd be fine. Exactly. But if it were, if it, like... If it was, like, Thai, like the guy that does uh, Thailand working for you or whatever. What's his name? Oh, Canadian remote guy. working for you? Yeah, or, no, yeah. No, retired, retired for working you. for you. Yeah, that guy. Great channel, but... I'm sure he probably falls into that category. I mean, he talks about Thailand almost every video. I mean, actually, uh, technically it's, not because it's not Thailand something. Right. It's gray area. Because it's gray area. Yeah. What about? He does Korean videos. He does videos of other stuff. So yeah, I guess he like, could probably avoid what that.
0: What about? Oh, I just went to Japan and did a video
2: like. It, it's so yeah, yeah. but
0: anyways that was the way this um blog
2: writer described it <laughs> you know it's funny though is, doing... is thailand like okay what's the whole point of this it's to avoid paying their taxes or whatever their visa fees right which are basically taxes mm. and it's like at the end of the day it's southeast asia you can pay to get out of any situation mm. it just costs a little bit of money so yeah. like if they really want to come after you okay okay how much do you really want you know yeah. and just slide them some okay, the table. yeah let me know yeah yeah, yeah exactly you yeah. can either just... or just buy one of their expensive visas you know like yeah get the elite that's visa. all they want it's just a money grab for yeah them, it's, it's all it's all money it's just, and the reason they have you
0: know, these laws is to, just, yeah, to make money and have it be you know fair just whatever. be
2: careful like what you're doing and don't be too like uh, flamboyant about your work like okay don't, don't do like a live webinar in a cafe you know in like the middle of Bangkok or something like that's so silly you know well like, I mean that's,
0: that's fine but as long as you're not conducting
2: business in Thailand um, yeah yeah know. well anyway what I'm trying to get at is like just be respectful yeah right that's all Like, Thai Thai people are all about, like, respect and, like, you know. Right.
0: In Thai, you wouldn't see – but, I mean, in cafes, even before COVID, but now COVID has accelerated it. You walk into coffee shops – I mean, we've all seen this in every country – Starbucks – it's packed and everyone's there working Yeah, <laughs> on a laptop. That's what I love about Thailand, man. Just Especially Bangkok. Loud, you know? Just,
2: it, it, tons of students too. And like digital nomads from everywhere and different careers and stuff. You see what they're doing. They're like, somebody's coding, somebody's writing, you know, somebody's students, Oh man. You see those highlighter pens out there and they are just, <laughs> and they're there like all hours of the night too. <laughs> like three in the morning, you'll go to the cafe. There's students there, you know, working yeah. on learning. So, the, and that always gives me a kick.
0: Like, great. I think, man, if I had the, work ethic as a student that I did as an entrepreneur man i make so much more money right like students are the hardest workers and they get paid nothing they pay to work yeah <laughs> they get paid to I stay mean, up and start somewhere and, and, you know and take this, you know of course i'm you know i'm clowning and obviously it, it is what it is but if you if your goal is to be an entrepreneur and digital nomad of course you it, don't it's kind of funny though how
2: people put like everything into getting an a whereas like Later on, their their job or whatever, they're just like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I can't yeah. do anything. It's like, dude, if you just put the same energy into being uh, a business owner, entrepreneur as you did dude, trying yeah. to get an A on that report, like <laughs> that's the thing. But <laughs> you know? it's like you'd go so far because in to I get an that A, a, lot. a or a to to, for eas- some to
0: at least to pass the test, we're like it's forced, or else you're socially shamed. Yeah, you it, have to retake that's the all test, it is. and there's it's a like big social, fee. There's a yeah. big, big, big fee. Like, right. there's, a fit, there's a money fee, you have to pay for the course oh, again. Probably stuff. your parents have to pay for it. And there's a social um, punishment because it's like kind of embarrassing. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm doing this course again. You got to show up again. And it's mm-hmm. like, ugh. But with business, okay, running your own business. There's not that immediate punishment. There's no these deadlines. Yeah. And that's, we're going on the whole, you know, entrepreneur, you know, life thing. Yeah. But at least, you know, cause when you have a job, at least, you know, you don't get the project done you get fired. You know, there's a the punishment, yeah. but that's in terms of entrepreneur struggles. Um, I was talking about this in the, in the discord. Yeah, you're in the discord. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course mm-hmm. Um, is uh, digital nomad discord. That, uh, that I've been building, s- super awesome. Is um, yeah, basically prioritizing and organizing, and because when you work for yourself, there's no set deadlines, so it's like, oh, I can, that can push back to next week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm I'm free for any distraction to take me down because there's no set deadlines and there's no boss telling you what to do, what to do. You're not an employee or worker. You're yeah. as a as a company owner. It's like there's this whole rainbow smorgasbord of things in the company yeah. what should i do today
2: you're the ceo and so See this highly today.
0: recommend that we filmed it at the beginning of vlog but this um this four quadrant by um by the book seven habits of highly effective people you organize the top left is most urgent and important down to the top uh, down to the bottom right mm-hmm. it kind of organizes your priorities and i just did that yesterday Shout out to Brendan for showing me that from uh, Fruiting Body Podcast, Bouquet, that's, but um, what what I'm trying to do, as you saw maybe in the Discord, is, um, so companies, remote companies do like daily standups or weekly standups, and they'll do it in Slack. What you did yesterday, what you're doing today, anything holding you back. And so some remote companies do that uh, daily, some weekly. so I was thinking about, let's do that in the Discord for anyone that wants to, mm. most of us are solopreneurs. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing you know, Monday, Monday stand up or fucking Monday, Monday shout out or whatever the fuck, I'm gonna come up with a cooler name for it. I would like that personally. Here's what I did last week. Cause some, some days I'm like, what did I even do last week? <laughs> did I even get any important shit done? Right. Here's what I did last week. Here's my five priorities for this week or one priority for, for mm. this week and Here's here's the things holding me back that I need to accomplish my goals and another video I just saw he's, these company executives they, they meet every day and they say here are my top five priorities for my department So my department and my company is lead generation. So mm-hmm. outbound market here are my top five priorities number one all right number one is get a new VSL number two is get this $97 checklist made number three so <laughs> <laughs> anyway sometimes I'm, you I'm gotta do, do
2: that now. just like force yourself to do it man yeah because there's, that, there's no there's no one to keep me there's accountable one, yeah, as the CEO as that's the owner right. uh,
0: and so that's why accountability groups um I want to fucking yeah let's do one in the discord let's do it. Do it, man. let's do
2: it if you, you want to get it done it's like you got to put yourself in an uncomfortable place. Yeah. sometimes I would get out of the house if I wanted to get something done just because it's too comfortable being at home Ooh, for me anyways yeah. like you go me to the too. cafe all of a sudden you're surrounded by people working and like you're just like yeah I want to work too Dude, you know? I'm like so productive that's why something. I'm a Starbucks guy you know I me. Mean? <laughs> Starbucks the is, world's best co-working uh, exactly I call it the world's <laughs> biggest co-working biggest, company yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I love Starbucks man yeah. I'm, it's just got a good it's vibe. actually really
2: cool you know and it, it makes you kind of feel social a little bit too because you're like people are coming in and out all the time yeah. you know and so you can kind of see people listen to stuff whatever put your headphones yeah, on, whatever, You can go but, talk to some girls too, you know, yeah. if you see something in there, something. But the key is, like, <laughs> you're so much more focused for some reason, and I feel like it's because you're, in your brain, you're starting to associate the people you see around you as the people keeping you accountable, and this is subconscious. Yes. But, like, why do we feel so much more, like, yeah. in tune with our work and focus on it yeah. when we're in that space as opposed to home? It's because there's people watching us. Yeah, because at, at right. home... You can easily go to a distraction, yeah. and in Starbucks, there's not going to be that. Like at home, um, there's that same social thing that happened in school at the cowork at Starbucks, mm. where, where the people around you are seeing you. So if you're going to be on your phone, you kind of feel stupid or, or yeah. bad. You know, like I shouldn't be like browsing yeah. my phone. I should be working right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So
0: yeah, in Starbucks, you're not going like, to like get that. up and like go get a snack. Uh well I mean you can but you're just gonna get up from your chair less Cause yeah if you're not gonna be in Starbucks getting up from your chair every ten minutes you
2: don't go to Starbucks to like chill and do nothing I mean I do sometimes but but when you're right, going there to work right. you're going there to hustle yeah and then three hours you're gone you know usually dude I do I do six to sometimes seven hours more, yeah you see <laughs> me on depends. my story I do six
0: to seven hours <laughs> I'm, I'm like sure, all yeah. right that was a seven hour Starbucks session and like once a week. Um, normally like in, in Bangkok or even in, in Patong, there's like three Starbuckses. Mm, yeah. Um,
2: yeah, and you mix it up like different I, ones. I, I mix it
0: up different weekly. Oh yeah, oh yeah of course, different Starbucks. And that's yeah. the thing about Starbucks is there's always one, and in Bangkok, you run into them it's every fucking block yeah. it's uh and they
2: got great wi-fi man like you just sometimes yeah, the cafes, the small cafes don't have good wi-fi yeah. or they're hard to connect or whatever it is you know they're just not as reliable starbucks always is very reliable almost yeah. any country starbucks you've been to yeah and they, they took wifi. over china oh
0: man i lived in <laughs> guangzhou for a month every fucking block there too wow, they yeah. took over bangkok you know slash thailand mm. everywhere in thailand um, world's biggest coffee company of, in history of course and I would say world's biggest co Taiwan's co-working. got a
2: lot of other cafe companies that I think like the, the True Cafe it's owned by the same mobile company that does True yeah uh, uh, they, they got a bunch of those it seems yeah. like too where they're like yeah there's
0: there's plenty of plenty fast. It's kind of like
2: a place to market the fast Wi-Fi and, and fast data. They attract the same crowd. In, in the US, you see that happening with the banks. Like there's a Capital One Cafe and stuff like that. Like they try to get people to come in and co-work, remote work or whatever, and then yeah. like do banking with them. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's it's a it's funny th-
2: coffee shops
0: and remote work co-workings are blending. And so True Cafe did that. Yeah. And then there's there's the AIS. One's in Bangkok It's the other, you know, 5g provider. They have these like cafe. Is it a cafe? Is it a co-working? What is it? It's not a library Um, (laughs) you you get coffee and you you get a drink. Oh, and there's the what's the one in chiang mai? It's it's the ais camp yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, at the mall there. It, that's yeah. exactly Big what... One. That's the yeah. best example. Is it is literally though. a cafe. Is it a co-working space? I don't know. There's no monthly membership. You just have to get a drink yeah, you, you to use the Wi-Fi. No, yeah, it's just
2: like a Starbucks. Simple as that. But really good Wi-Fi, and that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Super Wi-Fi. Yeah. And Actually, if you, Thailand if you don't is know, really in good Thailand, good Thailand, it's, it's, it's really uh, Super Wi-Fi. It's
0: 100 megabits up and down. Yeah. AIS and, is
2: great. True is great. DTAC is fine. And the,
0: four, the 4G is also 30... 40 megabits up and down. Yeah. It's like, it, it's blazing out here, boys. It's and fiber. It's
2: affordable, too. And then so. they have
0: 5G out here, too. Think ding, oh, That's man. something dying. Because Anyways, so that was good. Any, um, That was good. That was a t- good, solid two hour pod, yeah.
2: dude. <laughs> we about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Loving it.
0: We got packages arriving, man. That's we cool. got a door full of packages. It's
2: almost five right now, too. So your yeah. The friends should be getting here we can just wrap it up I guess probably. someone's playing music out yeah. there
0: but uh, yeah let's wrap it up um, cheers final yeah, cheers what's the,
2: what's the next uh, level up where we headed to have um, this? yeah I know you're doing your big things the next level things. up is um, is there another I'm, level up or I'm are we chilling and, <laughs> I'm hustling <laughs> in agency life <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, in terms of lifestyle, I mean, I'm living my fucking dream, right? man. I, I, mean, I, I got nothing go to complain. Here, like, I got nothing Are we, are we getting about.
2: private jets and helicopters after this? That's like, what I was telling you. Like, where's the next level, The man? bad
0: thing about this villa is <laughs> it's gonna be hard to beat. Are we, so are we getting sp- nice cars, we're spoiled.
2: like Teslas and Ferraris and shit? I mean, that's a little. But bit no, complicated, I mean, right? that's
0: the that's the fun thing about the entrepreneur game is there's no limit to how much you make, and that's why it's exciting to build something like,
1: Absolutely. especially
0: in the digital game your business can double in a short period of time. That's why I'm able to live here is because my agency doubled last year, you know? And so I'm trying to double it again. And so whether it's e-commerce services, courses, um, you know, I, I got my services. I really, I've been trying to make 10K a month on a course for seven years. <laughs> uh-huh. I still want to. And you know, if you find that one fucking ad for it's in my new thing, I mean, it's, Amazon low ticket course, Amazon checklist mm. and start the click funnels upsell to the ninety seven dollar, you know, course mm. up until hey, you want it done for you. Our agency has a done for you Amazon management and, and um and that too. Dope. Mix with your own physical products. Mm. And so that's yeah. next.
2: I mean, who knows? Where do you see yourself in five years?
0: Uh, I mean, or 10 years I could be making, <laughs> I could be making, um, Where do you, you know, <laughs> multiple, multiple a hundred thousands a year, maybe a million a year, Hell yeah. M- maybe multiple millions Ooh, a year. Shit. That's
2: the thing about digital business, bro. It's like,
0: there's no, there's <laughs> no fucking top.
2: How much are you willing to hustle to get
0: there? Well, here's the thing. How hard are you willing to work? hustle? What's the definition of it?
2: Well, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so most people might say, oh, that's hours you put in. And so, I mean, I I work normally six to eight hours a day, like normal person, but we're all living the four hour work week lifestyle. And what does that mean? That means living a great, awesome life while you're building your company. You know, Tim Ferriss, he wrote (laughs) the book about building his multi, multi multi-million dollar supplement company, managing it, running it while traveling the world while being, doing time in Japan, learning, um, you know, learning um, karate or that's that's the, mm. yeah, uh, you know, karate, going, living in Argentina, learning salsa dancing while traveling the world and doing interesting shit and meeting interesting people. And so you can live an interesting life and travel while you're building your companies. You can go have fun on the weekends while you're building your companies. And during the weekdays, You are focused on business and on during the weekends. You know, I wake up on the weekends. If you want to call me a weekend warrior, that's fucking great. I wake up on the weekends. What? Oh, shit. I'm in Thailand. Oh, I'm in Phuket. One of the top destinations in the world. I wake (laughs) up every weekend. I'm on vacation in Thailand. Oh, shit. I go back to sleep on Monday. Okay, I don't care. Like, I don't care where I am, but, you know, we... (laughs) That's what's so fun about being out here. You wake up and about in the weekend whatever. We're fin- we're focused on business Monday through through Thursday. But on the weekends That's good, man. You wake up and dude have it's that. so fun. It's so fun out here. You you know, we're in we're living in some of the biggest vacation destinations in the world whether it be that bali or phuket Mm -hmm. you know we we live in when we're living in bali like (laughs) it's so easy to wake up on the weekend (laughs) oh shit i'm in bali whoa there's so many things i could do like motorbike trips like volcano hiking surfing clubs cafes beach walks and it's like no wonder it's a freaking paradise here in phuket and same with, with bali and that's it you know you don't have to sacrifice one for the other and so to answer the question i'm gonna just keep working like i do you know of course we always want to work on efficiency mm. so you know for work week talks about work smart not hard yeah. you know just tweaking the direction of your company can be way more effective than working more hours and right. so it's working smart i'm excited about this board to improve my productivity yeah but um, that's it and that's the thing about digital this digital business you you can you know your one thing can blow up
2: and you know into be a million Well you were business. talking about like doing the course on top of the service. I think that's really interesting cuz you know that's exactly what you're talking about where it's it's not just working hard to get more leads to get sell more services. It's also creating another product that those people that don't become clients or even the people that do both people can consume them, one yeah. person's gonna pay for them that wouldn't have paid to you normally. So now you have a whole separate stream of income that's yeah. passive. Yeah. And that can really, really establish like a whole different side of your business. Yeah. Where you're not always struggling to sell services and yeah. and and um, deliver them, but you're yeah. also just creating passive income constantly through whatever method you drive yeah. traffic, but selling courses instead. Yeah. And
0: so yeah, this agency guy he was like, You know what? Like I had a typical agency done for you, but then we actually made this course specifically for this one company in mind Mm -hmm. because they wanted it. And then he said that product, that course that he calls it a training became so popular, they pivoted. And that's their main thing now because it's it's less work, less interaction, and it's more scalable with a digital course. So, Uh, you know, I, my whole career started with an online course, Uh, You know, Dropship (laughs) Lifestyle, shout out. And so I love the education revolution. It's a next trillion dollar industry as college becomes less popular and online courses, specific knowledge. So
2: like college will never be able to keep up.
0: Yeah, they just can't. They're always going to be old school. Yep. And so the new school is these online courses, YouTube and you know, specific mastermind groups around specific skills, colleges around general knowledge, yeah. uh, said Hormozy in his other uh, video. And, and so he was actually talking about, um, here are the four next billion dollar industries I'd be invested in. I, he's like, of course, crypto. And then he's like, um, on education, what I just said. And his third one was remote living. Hmm. And so I was like, what fucking that fired me up. I was like, so he's like, you know, mobile camera setups, Um, you know um, uh, good microphone headsets for taking Zoom calls anywhere he's like people want to travel people want to be able to work from anywhere Um, and so he's like remote living tied in with online education boom and then the fourth one was like storage people need to store their shit because they won't have necessarily a a home Mm. uh, that they're paying Yeah, well, well, a lot of
2: people don't want to do this whole travel abroad thing they want to actually live in their RV and travel the US or something like that or, or around Australia or whatever wherever they're from that's pretty popular too, but that brings on a whole new slew of problems you got to deal with, especially mm. internet connectivity, mm. dealing with the plumbing, dealing with electricity, dealing with where you're going to go and stay all the time. You know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. But for what you get from it, it's worth it, right? Because you're free. You can be anywhere you want to. You can travel down the coast of Oregon this week, and then next week you'll be traveling through the canyons of Utah. And you can see the coolest stuff, and yeah. you'll still be working on whatever you're working on, you know? Some of the biggest YouTube channels are from people that are, like, off-grid livery- living people. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the guys I used to follow back in the day, his name is Jake Mace, and he's, like, a... Uh, A martial arts instructor that's Mm -hmm. how he started but then his youtube channel like morphed into like a gardening channel because he did a ton of gardening in his backyard (laughs) and then during the pandemic he sold his house and everything and him and his girlfriend moved to an off-grid location in canada that like they have to take a boat to across the lake and they built like a yurt and they built all this other stuff and they have a channel now and you look at his channel it's insane he's got like millions of views on every video he puts out wow it's wild man oh. and like, there's just a whole nother whole nother side of like this lifestyle yeah that you can get into yeah if you there's, want. there's there's off-grid living in another living country
0: but there's also van life and off-grid yeah. and just that's why i use it's the crazy. term more just work from anywhere yeah because <laughs> yeah. well, like, my
2: sister started working remotely during the pandemic actually she she always done internet stuff but during the pandemic the company specifically told her don't come to work because we don't want COVID here so yeah you know <laughs> thank so, you so last complex. time I was out there, she's like working, we're like hanging out at the bar or something. She's on her laptop doing some stuff, whatever she does for them. So uh-huh. This is awesome, man. That's, that's the kind of shit I was doing, you know, 10 years ago. And now she's doing it now. Finally. Oh, nice. Cause she was never like the entrepreneur type. She's like, I'm going to work for somebody, which is fine. Yeah. But, uh, but they can enjoy the same benefits of a remote work, which yeah. is really important. Yeah. There's different.
0: Yeah. There's the work for yourself, slash yeah. entrepreneur. And then there's the living abroad. And then there's also just work from anywhere, which comes down to like, like just location freedom it's like just freedom, oh i want to go to the cabin yeah. this weekend i want to go to arizona this weekend okay that's fine and then there's also schedule freedom yeah which is not all remote employees have but as an entrepreneur you have that more schedule freedom yeah um freedom is important freedom, freedom. we got that freedom good shit chever fenner freedom. everybody thanks e-commerce, guys for e-commerce hit him up
2: appreciate you e-commerce Woo. paradise you
1: living and loving we just living that life. living that life. We just living that life. You're listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss. And check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos.